Hi everyone and welcome to First Rank Fire. This is a podcast that gives me the chance to chat with some of the best people from around the 40k community. I'm your host Ben and in today's episode we'll be chatting with one of probably the most vocal advocates for quite a lot of different causes and thank goodness for that, let's just say that. Uh, today's guest is a, is a fellow interviewer and he has quite a cool style when he does when he does his interviews. We'll talk about more about that later for sure. Um He's quite a unique individual in the community and certainly certainly he's probably one of the harder workers in terms of actually getting people to sort of feel equal when involved in the community. So no further ado, welcome to the show, Dave, aka Dave Hammer 40 k It's nice to have you on. How are you doing? Yeah, thank you, Ben. Thank you for that intro. That's really uh, that's really nice of you actually to say. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm doing well. Yeah, I've, uh, you know, it's been a, uh, it's been just a, a quiet weekend, to be honest. You know, nice. I wasn't, uh, yeah, I haven't really done much. I've started to uh, start doing some building on my sort of next project, uh, yeah. my next charity project. I've been doing some, uh, I've been making some nights. Nice. At yeah. the moment. So, love, love uh, me yeah, some nights. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've never built one before. So it's, uh, yeah. it's I think the, the largest kit I sort of built before this was the, um, um, I think probably about 15 years ago, and I think that was the Shadow Sword. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. From the uh, yeah, from the uh, the the, uh, the Bane Blade kit with the yeah big ass volcano cannon. Um, yeah. Well, you know, sort of coming back. You know, I've had a you know, saying to you before, I've had a sort of a bit of a break from the hobby. I've come back into things, but I you know, I built the um, the Catan Void Void Dragon. Uh, yeah, yeah. All the the uh, yeah, the energy stuff, and that was quite a quite a big kit. But this is, you know, much chunkier. Oh, they're wonderful. I love their night kits so much. They're, they're awesome. They're, they're quite quite complex in some places, but yeah, in, I, I love them. I think they're, they've got to be some of my favourite models of the nights. I, I mean, I have a... I think I've got about 3,500 points built, and I've got nice. another 8 war dogs to build up, something like that. So I think nice. in my cupboard, I've, yeah, I've got five or 6,000 points of nights. I absolutely love them. They're incredible. Yeah. They and Yeah, they, they look awesome, and actually, I'm... Um... I, you know, sort of jumping straight into to what I'm doing with them is I'm going to be raffling them off for uh, Cancer Research UK yeah. in, um, in in starting next year. But that's purely um, um, so. Next year, my uh, my uncle, who was the family nerd, uh, would have turned sixty, but unfortunately, he died from pancreatic cancer in 2017. Uh, and that's rough. it's such a yeah, yeah, it's such a horrible, um, such a horrible disease. To have and actually, mm. when you look when you uh, when you look at it, the sort of the the, the survival rates are something like twenty five percent in in six months of survive, yeah, and five percent only live for five percent only live for five years. So you know, as it was coming up to to his sixtieth uh, sixtieth uh, birthday, and because he left me some money as well, I thought, well, I'll, nice. I'll use a bit of that, and I'll try and do some good with it. Yeah. In to that. And, you know, earlier this year, uh, we, um, myself, um, some other hobbyists, a, um, uh, a gentleman called Nick the Geek, uh, his daughter painted a, uh, a space marine, uh, well, asked him to paint a space marine in a, uh, in a, in a rubber duck theme. <laughs> and we sort of generated, uh, we generated four and a half thousand points from, uh, from that of sort of community, um, community hobbyists and, uh, uh, you know, painting, and we got people from all across the world to do it. We got people, you know. I think the furthest thing we had sent was this, was a rhino from uh, 
uh, from Australia. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so yeah, so you know that was uh, that was pretty cool. And we managed to raise fourteen hundred quid as well. That's, that's really good. So yeah, and that that went to uh, the, the campaign against living miserably, and uh, a smaller charity called UK Survivors of Bereavement by Suicide. Mm, yeah, as well. So that's a uh, that's a peer support charity. So uh, people who people who sort of sadly had experience of somebody taking their taking their life. Um, go out in support of the people, but because they're, they're quite a small charity, actually a significant donation of £700, which we were able to make in the end, is huge money for them. Makes a big difference, yeah, yeah massive, massive difference. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I think, you know, I, I looked sort of um, in regards to different charities for, for this one, and um, there's so many cha- kinds of charities out there, and, you know, you alluded to earlier about sort of making sort of people feel equal, in regards to uh, in regards to their involvement, and actually, I thought to myself, well, actually, we can't just pick one thing, but because cancer research does a sort of blanket yeah. for all of it, it might be a bit sort of sort of disparate, but at least it will go to you know, at least it will go to some good. Yeah. From that. Ch- I mean, charity is always a strange one. It, it, there's always that you want almost to have that personal connection like say you, you yeah. do you have that but yeah I, I always feel like definitely giving to charity there's there's almost always that sort of personal connection there and yeah i mean yeah Absolutely. cancer research do incredible things that's for sure yeah, yeah it's a yeah. fantastic cause yeah and um, um you know hopefully um, I'd, I'd like to think i'd be able to raise sort of a similar amount but actually uh the the painting phase very kindly did this uh there's a massive solid uh patrick from there um those well they had a, a yellow painting video tutorial, which uh, <laughs> which is so helpful. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, I painted a I painted a, a beaky head, and then tweeted them. Oh, thank you to Painting Phase, and then they, they got in contact, and Pat ended up painting the Space Moon half Leviathan. Yeah, wow. Did yeah. a video, and actually, when that video went live, we went up from about a thousand pounds to our total, with just like yeah. a week left. So that was uh, you know really really helpful for that but i'm hoping that we we'll be able to sort of raise fingers crossed a similar amount yeah definitely and actually you know you're going to be raffling them off for three quid a ticket so potentially win two thousand points worth of nights for three quid yeah quite you can't complain with that so, yeah you can't yeah exactly you've got to be in it to win it as well. yeah for sure yeah yeah definitely yeah Okay, well, we'll come back to sort of more yeah, of the church yeah, stuff because that's I know I know for certain that's not obviously not the only thing that you're you're sort of doing on that front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, it's something which I'm, I'm quite passionate about because I think yeah. actually there's a, a real opportunity to sort of collaboratively work with people over uh, over Instagram and over social media. Yeah, and I think you know um, when you look at the hobby, there's quite a com- from the nature of the game. There's quite a competitive side to it, but I think actually, yeah. you know, there's such such mental health benefits for sitting down and painting or building and just talking to other people. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so many people that I've talked to that that's what's kept them in the hobby. That's what's got yeah. them into the hobby. That's certainly what so many people when I sort of talk to them about how they started their Instagram. A lot of the time, it was just to either see where they got from, or it was to get involved with other people. Um, Katie from from TT. Yeah. The reason she created her Instagram was to get in touch with more people and yeah. to make more friends. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I, you know, I, I very much sort of did the same when I started, set up my Instagram a couple of uh, a couple of years ago. So I've got my own personal account, but I was barely using it. And I, I posted yeah. up a few pictures of of that, and I saw a few more pictures of other people's things. And I thought, well, I'll just set up a I'll set up a second Instagram account. 
put all my uh, put all my uh, my hobby pictures on there, and you know, um, I think I managed to generate I think sort of generated five hundred followers in the space of about three weeks or so. Nice. And you know, I had a backlog of things which I could sort of stick up and sort of have yeah. like daily engagement. And actually, you do get quite a nice sort of sense of feeling when you get the, the alerts <laughs> on your phone saying, you know, a hundred people have liked this picture or, you yeah. know, or on, and so on and so forth. So that's quite nice. And then you just get talking to people. And, uh, you know, I start to follow uh, Ryan, Paint Party Scott. Yeah. Yeah. And he frequently does uh, Instagram live. So, you know, I, I decided to, to take the jump and sort of hop onto there and, you know, start hanging out with people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just chatting about the hobby. Discussing more, just discussing general stuff as well. And you know, so that's quite nice to, uh, you know, it's quite nice to be able to do it with people around the world in different locations and, you know, share hobby tips, share, uh, you know, share viewpoints, debate things. Yeah, talk sure. Star Wars a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems to be a lot of crossover. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah absolutely, but... absolutely. It's all that, uh, it's all that sort of same, uh, <laughs> it's all, it's the, uh, it's the other side. It's what's the, what's the word? The same side. It's the other side of the same coin. Yes. Yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Well, let's let's take you all the way back. Yeah. What got you into Warhammer when you very first started? Well, um, so I grew up in a town called Stafford. It's uh, the the county town in Staffordshire, and it doesn't have a games workshop. It doesn't have a you know. It doesn't have any um, any real sort of hobby. Sort of stuff. They had, a, I think, they had a okay. bagnalls with a, a couple of Games Workshop miniatures in there. But I distinctly remember when I was in year, this one, like year three of primary school. So what's that? So, uh, eight, seven, yeah, eight, something like that. Seven, eight. So thirty years ago, and um, my friend at the time, Richard, um, came back from uh, came back from a holiday. And him and his brother had got the Warhammer Fantasy 5th edition box set. Okay. Which was the one with uh, uh, the first introduction of Bretonians and Lizardmen. Okay, and yeah. Sort of very, yeah. Very, you can, I'm sure you can picture in your mind the box. I remember which one it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, he, he got a giant. And actually, I was sort of... Yes. Uh, I was sort of hooked from there, really. It was just, you know escapism and whatnot and now my, my parents are my parents are, are very not uh how should I put it they're not they're not conservative but they're very much they're they're quite religious so um, the okay. idea of going and doing sort of fantasy and science fiction and stuff didn't really yeah. sit well with them but then you know I sort of you know took an interest in what my friend was doing because actually that's what you do at that age yeah, you take an interest. You, um, you know, you sort of follow it, and then you know, I, I, every now and then I buy white dwarf. And the first white dwarf I, I bought was uh, third war for Armageddon. Okay, so that one with a Gazgul fracker on the front versus yep. Commissar Yarrick, <laughs> and you know they had the worldwide campaign for emailing the results and and whatnot. And I thought to myself, I, I really, you know, I want to be a part of this. So nice, I started yeah. to you know, pick up a few few miniatures here and there. I think I've got some, uh, um, you know, saved up my money. By that time, I think I was in high school, so I think Third War for Armageddon must have been about two thousand or so. So it was a few okay. years on from when I initially sort of started. Yeah. 
sort of being aware of Warhammer and but then sort of you know bit of pocket money here and there, save yeah. up, buy a few miniatures here and there. Um nothing you know, no coherent force yeah. whatsoever. But just you know you, you don't do that as a kid, do you? you go, I, I like do. that model. I'm yeah, gonna buy I like that, that model. One. I'm gonna buy that model and I'm gonna paint it. Yeah. And uh yeah, and I really like the painting side of it. Uh and you know, I used to play a lot of chess with my dad. So the strategy side of it was quite nice yeah. as well. Um and also as well because I, I you know they, they had a big revival of science fiction in the late nineties. I think ninety six they had the thirtieth anniversary the uh the thirtieth anniversary of uh Star Trek. Okay, and then yeah. nineteen ninety seven they had the special editions of Star Wars and then nineteen ninety nine, you know, the prequels and, and sort of yeah. so you know, we're sort of grew interested in sci fi and then actually all the grimdark stuff was just so different to yeah. the sort of science fiction which I was into at the time. And yeah, so I sort of started off a bit of Dark Elder and then I, I moved over to uh, I moved over doing uh, doing Space Marine Force, which was uh, rather, yeah, it took a, you know, it was, uh, I think at that time they just re-released the... Uh, the the Terminator kit, so the multi-part plastic one, okay, which has been around for like the last uh, the last twenty years up until yeah, until Leviathan this yeah, year, very very recently, yeah, 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 absolutely, and that was a uh, that was a nice that was a nice kit to uh, to sort of get my hands on and uh, build. So I managed to uh, you know, I, I got about fifteen hundred points of, uh, of Space Marines. Had a few okay. games against some. Um, uh, some other people who, who in Stafford who actually happened to be in, uh, uh, into Warhammer. There was a, um, a, a gaming store opened up in there about, uh, 1998 called Two Fat Hoblins. Okay. Um, and the guy in there, Phil, uh, used to every, uh, sort of every month hold a, uh, a gaming event at, um, sort of a, a local community center. So we'd uh, go nice. there and we'd have a few games and actually one of the first game, one of the first ever games I had was actually with a Necron Force. So the old metal yeah. Necrons, yeah, um, which is great fun. Um, <laughs> I, I remember the first first game I managed to uh, um, because you could send the scarabs in as like melter bombs. Uh, at oh, the time, okay. I managed to um, uh, I had a game against uh, I can't remember. I think it was Michael Phillips, brother. I can't remember his name uh, at all, but I remember Michael because he was in the same um, same class as me at, uh, <laughs> at high school. Actually, uh, he got this brand new shiny Land Raider because I think the kit had only just been re-released, and <laughs> right. I blew it up turn one with some scarabs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, and uh, yeah, it sort of uh, sort of got into it from there. Really. So we sort of uh, you know we sort of hit a miss start to it, but then um, two thousand and six, um, I came off to uni to do my nurse training, and you know there was a lots of uh, you know. Uh, so I'm a mental health nurse by trade. Uh, mm. I've been one since uh, qualified in 2009, started okay. training in 2006. But then, um, you know, I was looking at universities, and Nottingham is the third best, school, yeah. uh, third best school of nursing in the in the country. So, you know, on the one hand, third best school school of nursing in the country. On the other hand, Warhammer World <laughs> yep. <laughs> around the corner. Yep, what's not to like? Yeah. But then I, I got here and uh, I said to myself, well, okay, look, you know, you, you, come up to, you, you know, um, the, the school I went to uh, in, uh, in Stafford, my dad was one of the teachers. So 
I didn't really get much of an opportunity to socialise. You know, okay. one of those sort of you know the not not even the sort of the the in between the crowd sort of right, sort yeah. of uh, sort of style. You just uh, you know, your dad's one of the teachers, so you you know you're six foot plus tall, you yeah. stick out like a sore thumb. You get targeted by kids because kids are kids ultimately. Yeah. Um, so I thought to myself, right, okay, what 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 can I change about myself when I come to uni? And actually, it so happened to be, well, you know, Warhammer was a bit nerdy. You know, you're going to be socialising with, you know, ninety uh, percent of the course um, is uh, were women. Yeah. Um, so you know, uh, Warhammer took a bit of a back seat, but then um, a bloke moved in next door, and my uh, it turns out my mum happened to work with his mum back over in Stafford. So she said, "Go and go and talk. Go and introduce yourself. Go and talk uh, to God." Cool. And I was like, "Oh." Come on, mum, because nineteen, <laughs> you know everything and, and whatnot. So, uh, but she, she came around one day and she sort of knocked on his door and so I said, "Oh, well, I work with your mum. This is my son, Dave." And it turns out he was a massive Warhammer fan as well. So, nice. convinced me to go down to Warhammer World, and you know, I uh, it was at that point I think they were releasing um, uh, Apocalypse, so the big okay. three thousand point games. Um, yeah, the first uh, the first batch of that and. Uh, they did late night gaming at Warhammer World on Thursday evenings. So you'd go down there from, um, they'd be open until 10 o'clock. And there was a gaming club down there. And ah, cool. I met a, you know, I met, met a bunch of like minded people, started to build an army, started to paint the army. And actually, you know, um, yeah, we had some, we had some fantastic games. We, uh, we ran, uh, we ran events at Games Day as was. Back then, uh, we won best in show for the oh, uh, for the games nice. uh, for the participation games at Games Day for two three years on the trot. I seem to remember. Nice. Um, so uh, the first year we did a, sort of a uh, an orc wacky races. Oh, cool! Sort of thing. Yeah. So we had this big board and we sort of we ran races around that, and then uh, we did that for two years. And then the third year, uh, they were like, right. Every everybody gets some like World War Two nineteen fifties era jets because we're going to make Grot Squadron. <laughs> so we had a load of Grot fighter jets just sort of racing around the board, sort of uh, just doing just doing this really wacky stuff from it. But uh, that was the year that uh, Games Workshop released the, the Realm of ba- Realms of Battle boards. If you remember those, they, no, this is before me for sure. Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, so these were uh, so they released these big plastic boards. And you'd uh, you need to buy the minimum of two, minimum of two kits because they came with four boards in each, uh, and you need okay. six to build a uh, right. to build a six foot battle table. Uh, and uh, we said, well, okay, we're not really. You know, they told all the gaming club clubs, if you want to do a game at Games Day, you've got to use these kits. And we're right. like, well, we're not going to do that. We've got this massive board. And we're yeah. at Warhammer World, so you know we're just going to bring it down. So we did that, but then uh, unfortunately there was this uh, there was this organisation called the Gaming Club Network. I'm not sure you've yeah. ever heard of it, GCN. Yeah, vaguely, I think it rings yeah. a bell. So it, unfortunately, it kind of became defunct after the uh, after that year, and uh, the Games Workshop said, and you know, fair, fair play to them that everybody who's involved in the Gaming Club, which is part of the GCN, needs to be CRB checked. Um, okay, yeah. But because that was would have been, you know, 
you know, I think we paid five pounds for a five pound a sub a year to the club. Um, but because of that, it was just got ridiculously expensive. Yeah, you have to have everybody in there being CRB check. Not everybody yep. would, you know. And you know, it's, 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 it it wasn't that, but they rolled that out across the board for all gaming club networks. So they kind of became defunct after. Mm, okay, which is a bit sort of which is a bit sort of sad, really. Yeah. Um, and I think that was roughly about. Probably about 2012, 2011. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ish. Um, but yeah, so I had a sort of a, uh, I met my partner around that time as well. So I had a bit of a break from doing the hobby. Uh, you know, social media was, um, you know, still, still kind of in its infancy, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then they started to release all the painting videos. You know, uh, okay. videos, yeah, and, okay. Uh, you know, then uh, a few years later, Peachy came online as well. Yep. And those were quite fun to, you know, those quite fun to watch. So I, I kept my hand in with that, and I, you know, I kept track of the uh, the, the more developments. Not that there was mm. much between, not that there was much in, up until about eighth uh, edition. Uh, <laughs> yeah, eighth, eighth edition took a took a step forward. That's yeah, sure. it did. It really did. And actually, that was the uh, the, the thing because they've been promising sort of a step forward since the uh, the Eye of Terror campaign in two thousand and three, which was uh, uh, you know I remember reading the White Dwarf and they said they 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 sort of promised promised huge things that actually if Chaos won, then actually it would be you know <laughs> kind of where we are at the moment. If you know if uh, the Imperium won, then they they consider bringing back the Space Marine legions and that sort of stuff. And okay. just yeah, just sort of um, you know, so there was a, a lot of hype about it. But then um, the uh, the way they did it was um, uh, they had an online results thing, and this okay. was back in two thousand three. So you could go in and you could put your results from your games online. Um, and uh, but they didn't tell anybody how it worked, right, so okay. you could register your results to uh, to a system, or you could register your results to a planet. Right. So the uh, uh, the chaos players got uh, you know uh, kind of got organised and were like we're, right we're going to put our results in on these planets. Right, and then okay. all of the uh, all the imperial players just sort of kind of dumped theirs on systems. So the games workshop sort of put the result was that you know they you know uh, certain planets in the Cadian system managed to be captured or destroyed or or what have you. But the imperial the imperium controlled all the space lanes because they right, put all yeah. the results on the system. If that makes yeah. sense. But that was uh, yeah that was quite that was quite fun. And then uh, some of the orc forums decided, well, actually, we're not involved in this. <laughs> you know, we don't care what happens. To, we don't have, care, what, care what happens to Cape uh, Carrier and you know these systems and what. We're, we're going to launch our own Green Crusade. So uh, they, uh, you know, you go on the forums because those were big back in the early two thousands. Yeah. And uh, you know, they, you know, they were like uh, Green Crusade spelled K R O O S A D E, which was yeah. quite fun. Uh, but yeah, there was a sort of real sense of community. About about then, and actually, it's quite nice to sort of come in, and uh, you know, I'd really like for them to sort of do an event like that again. Yeah, actually, where you can put those results in, and I think they sort of did it at the. Uh, they've done it, yeah. They've sort of done it a couple yeah, of times, yeah. yeah. But I think it's more affected what models they've. Definitely, the re- the most recent one I know from Leviathan was yeah. what models got released first. I was surprised is... at that. I was surprised at that. You know, I kind of I kind of assumed it would be you know a uh, a slam dunk for Space Marines as 
as usual. But uh, yeah, no, no, I think certain certain influencers certainly swayed it one way. I know that I had a chat with Katie, and she was pushing really hard to get the get the nids. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I imagine social media had something to do with that. Quite possibly, but I'd love to see them do that again with uh, yeah. you know with with a a whole faction wide sort of crucible. Yeah, because actually the um uh what was it the uh the nihilus system uh yeah the uh, the, uh, the national gauntlet I think that was a uh was, I'm I'm not sure whether that was an event or not because I wasn't really into it. That no, I, the... I wasn't into that. So there was definitely something, yeah, and so I can't I can't remember yeah. what it was. It was sort of yeah, it, it was very early days for me. I think and all that stuff, if I remember rightly. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be, it'd be great to see them do something like like that again, and actually, you know. Um, but I think the problem is because to get people to participate, you have to have a meaningful outcome. Yeah. For it. And I think the problem, the the thing is, is with with forty k and with Warhammer in, in general, is because the clock is always at one minute to midnight. If you tilt it one way, you're going to be sort of a uh, you know, it's going to be not necessarily accused of favoritism, but it's difficult because if yeah, if yeah. Space Marines win, it was almost yeah. like a yeah, it was rigged so Space Marines would always win and the, the story would go on. If Chaos win, you kind of like yeah, but then what do you do? Do you do the end times? Because I, I don't yeah. think they're in a position to do that for forty k. No, no, absolutely, and that was that was that was a real surprise for me when they uh, when they they blew up the old world. Yeah, actually, that was um, you know because the old world is obviously the original Warhammer Warhammer setting, yeah. but. I love what they're doing with Age of Sigmar. Actually, I think I've the, got to say uh, I do as well. Yeah. I, think, I think the miniatures in the Age of Sigmar range are so. That's incredible. Which, which, yeah, they're just they because they basically said we've got a blank high fantasy slate, which we yep. can do anything we want to with at this stage, and I think because Warhammer Forty K is more popular, they'd never be able to do something like that. Well, you My, saw it with Primaris, like the, the, yeah. the amount of backlash that they got on Primaris. You know, like, arguably, that is the smallest possible change they could have made to Marines. Yeah, yeah. And it was such a huge backlash from it. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I quite like Primaris from a, uh, from, a, from, a, yeah. from, a from a miniature standpoint and also from a, uh, from a lore standpoint as well, because there's always been enhanced Marines in lore. You look at Fabius Bile. Yeah. You know, in, enhancing Marines and them being unstable. You look at uh, Korax. Creating the um, um, uh, the Raptors and then the yeah. uh, the corruption of them by the Alpha Legion in the Horus Heresy, and you know it's just this is a this is a way of re of updating updating law and updating model making ability as well, because with the you know with the introduction of three D CAD printing, yeah. you can get so much more detail. On a miniature, and so much more stuff on it, so much more content on a sprue. Yeah, um, I had a, uh, I had a, I had a, an old, uh, uh, an old command sprue somewhere. Uh, I've tidied the back room at the moment, so it's, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> and that tends to be where I do most of my hobbying. But uh, I tidied it away, and I was looking at the old uh, command squad sprue, and there's so much empty space on it. Yeah, they're really, really inefficient. To, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that you know, I think that came very much from the fact that they were, you know. They, everything was hand sculpted and free up, free up scales, and then they uh, 
then by uh, by 3D printing, you can be much more space efficient with what you have on there because you're not, you're not having to hand cast everything first. I mean, just even even just the, the sort of all semi-automated casting that they do now, obviously, like the Games Workshop yeah. still aren't doing 3D printing, but you look at the sprues that they're doing now are absolutely incredible. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the uh, you know, I've got got a night sprue here and there's oh, literally, yeah. literally it's just no, no space, empty space in yeah. regards to it and that's just uh you know that's just you know um, i i remember the first uh first space marine squad uh sprue i got and actually there was a load of spare there just loads of empty space on it yeah um and you know people say well actually you know they're, they're taking away sort of the freedom of, of building things and everything's now mono pose and and what have you but i don't have an issue with that because actually, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I also so I started doing kit bashing. There's going to be a weird roundabout bit. So, the, the episode yeah. that's coming after you, I've already recorded. So, that's that's yeah. um, yeah, that's going to be with Pete the Wargamer, who is yeah. probably one of the yeah, best I've seen, I've, out seen there. His, I've seen his videos, they are, yeah, uh, yeah the um, uh. The Commissar Yarrick instead oh. of uh, Solar, uh, Lord Solar, uh, Lenoitis. Yeah, That's stunning. <laughs> but you look, you look like those well, are the, yeah. the sort of new models. The, he's done stuff with the new Terminators and, yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. He's he's taken those new sculpts, which loads of people are sort of accused of being like quite monopose yeah. and stuff like that. And he does incredible. Kitbashers can do incredible things yeah. with them. That's for sure. Absolutely, and that's and that's the thing. If you've got the if you, I mean, to be fair, I've uh, you know I, I did this I did a um, um, for the space ducks. Uh, I did a, um, uh, I did a, a do you know, um, I'm trying to think of the miniature. So in the Space Wolves range, there's a miniature called Canis Wolfborn, and it's this yeah. really, really dorkily posed, yeah. uh, you know, sort of metal, uh, metal then fine cast miniature with two, you know, on a, on a, on a, uh, on a Thunderwolf with two lightning claws. Yeah. And I, what I, what I did is I thought to myself, well, okay, you know, somebody wants, somebody wants, does want to actually do some uh, some some uh, Thunderwolf cavalry for the uh, for the space ducks? I managed to convince them to use the uh, uh, one of the Age of Sigmar kits, which have the, oh, the ones from the the Stormcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, beaky bird things. Yeah, the beaky bird things. And you know, he, he you know he. And then I, I thought to myself, well, look, okay, look, if I manage to convince someone to do this, the least I can do <laughs> is actually, put, you know, put my, uh, put my, put my, you know, uh, support them and put my money where my mouth is yeah. in regards to that. And what I did is I got the, uh, um, so there's a, like a, a, a Lord version of it. Yes, yeah, I think um, I might have that model in my cupboard actually. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a nice model. Yeah, but it is. What, yeah, what, I, what I did is I, uh, I got a space marine. I got this torso. I cut it away. I got the um, I got the legs from the uh, because the legs are the legs on this on the uh, the Lord version are sort of cast into the yeah they are into yeah. the uh, into the miniature itself. So I managed to make a peg joint, um, oh, put yeah. a bit of green stuff in on the uh, on the and sort of sculpt and sort of smooth it down, and then you've got a space wing torso on top yeah. of it. So you do space wing legs, space wing head. Uh, and whatnot, and uh, and it actually looked pretty good. And I managed to yeah. convince Chris Peach to paint it. 
as well. Oh, nice. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. A fair <laughs> yeah, painter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think, I, I think to be fair, at that point, I was sick of painting yellow as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did a small force of Imperial Fists, and even doing that many was, was yeah. enough for me. Yellow is a I, horrendous colour to paint. I, I, yeah, and this was even with contrast as well. You know, it was, it was 90, you know, it was... Uh, Without contrast, I don't think I would have done this. But yeah, it, I, did, uh, I did mine pre pre contrast. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You, but you say this, mate. <laughs> I, I did them on the airbrush. The airbrush. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Doing them brush was was yeah, it was yeah, insane. Yeah. Doing them on an airbrush much much easier. Um, yeah. Sorry, Quipster, if you listen to this, I hate I hate painting yellow. <laughs> also, he he has his incredible force of imperial fists, which yeah, are beautiful. Those. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. Um, uh, but the. Um, yeah, but it, it, you know, and it's just you know, again, it was a it was a fairly simple kit bash. It was a little bit of green yeah. stuff, and actually, it looks pretty much nothing like the uh, like the original model. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, it will all come out in the, the sort of next episode. I think there's mm. there's loads of stuff. Pete's got some really good advice for people who look to look to do kit bashing, and I guess the key one that I can pull out of it is to kind of do it. Yeah. It, it, like if you do something wrong, you can probably fix it. Odds yeah. are, if you're going to kitbash models, at some point you're gonna you're gonna destroy something as part of a model. Yeah. I've done it. Yeah, I, I've got quite a few, and I'm kind of like, cool, that's sort of semi ruined. But you've kind of found a way. There's enough green stuff and melee put in the world to try oh, and fix it. Absolutely, and I think you know it's uh, it's um, you know in in D and D terms, it's failing upwards. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, exactly because actually you've learned something from it, and actually yeah. you know you know to use a bit more water next time or to use Vaseline, for example. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. Actually, you know, green stuff takes a long time to cure, so you actually, you know, um, consider getting a UV light yeah. to cure it under. Mm-hmm. I mean, a really good tip for anybody that's looking to do kit bashing is to mix green stuff and milliput together. Yeah. You get, like, the best of both worlds. It's absolutely the way of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Millipot is, is great stuff. Green stuff is great stuff. Yeah. If you mix them together, you get like all the, the rigidity and the strength you get from Millipot, but you get all the flexibility and the maneuverability of green yeah. stuff. It works fantastically. Yeah, I, I got that tip from uh, uh, Painted by a Muppet, Richard. Really, some, some really nice conversions which he's doing. I think he's uh, uh, part of Val Bjorn's uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Patreon, and actually, you look at the stuff which he's got, which Baldwin sculpted, and that's just—it's magic. <laughs> oh, I see. yeah, it's crazy. Some yeah. of the stuff that people can do with green stuff scares me. Like, I, I know, can, I, I can just about fill gaps and make it look mostly smooth. The stuff that they can do—I mean, who was I looking at the other day? Somebody on Instagram who does the the most incredible uh kit bashers and he makes so he's doing some dark angels and he was making yeah. the dark angel symbol and i was just like hat like just doing the wings of those the dark angel symbol i was like that that enough is yeah. to blow my mind yeah but yeah abs- the stuff absolutely. they do is crazy there was a i think there was a, a guy which i saw uh anifarius yes yeah yeah, yeah that's that's his the one yeah. is, his stuff is, uh, is oh it's crazy is, yeah it's crazy he, he did a uh i think he did a winged demon prince which kind of looked uh, like a duck anyway, so I thought, I was like, well, I get, you know, <laughs> maybe that's what I'll do next. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, it's, and, you know, I think, that, I think with that sort of stuff also as well, you know, because we, you know, as, as naturally as human beings, we compare ourselves to other people. Yeah. And, and to that, and actually, you know, 
it's how do we, you know, how do we, you know, how do you lift each other up in the community in regards to that and sort of that, you know, support, sort of uh, support people with that. And, you know, I'm a great believer in, you know, you've got to start somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. You know, I'm, I think the problem, I, I have a slight problem that I, I tend to give unsolicited advice. I think it's the mental health nurse in me. Can't help it. I think it's the passion <laughs> as well. Like, well I, I found you talk to almost anybody in this hobby and yeah. they will give you everything that they know. And I think it's mainly coming from passion. You're so passionate about what you're doing that you're like, yeah. Yeah, have everything, have all yeah. of my passion. Yeah, and, abs- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think also as well, especially when people are starting off new as well, yeah. because the hobby is, because the hobby is expensive. Let's, let's not, let's not talk yeah. about it. The hobby is expensive. You want people to be able to get to a stage where they're happy with what they've done yeah, and not have to go out and then buy the same kit again. Yeah. You know, if there's been a price hike, yeah. especially they're not quite satisfied with, with what they've done before. And actually I think sharing that advice and sharing those tips and just, being accessible to people is really, uh, you know, is really, is really helpful. I think the, um, you know, I, I love to paint white. And white is a pain in the ass to paint. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but you know, as soon as, uh, as soon as, uh, you know, I think I watched one of Duncan's videos where he painted some white space wounds in his, in his cool scheme. Then, you know, he gave the advice of use a flat brush yeah. as opposed to using the brush with a point. And it's such good advice. But actually, how do you access that information? How do you access that information from the start, and then not yeah. get, not get uh, not get disappointed with um, with your end result? If you yeah. uh, you know, if you started, you've got something, you've got that image in your head, and then actually you haven't managed to achieve it. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think that this this community is. I mean, I've done lots of ho- hobbies over time. I used to do a lot of sport yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. I grew up in a small, small village, pretty, pretty small village. The the closest town, city, so was Derby or Nottingham. The sort yeah. of my closest cities. To get to Derby, I had to take three buses. That's how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how stepped away I was. Um, this was back in the nineties, so they weren't they weren't fantastic anyway. Yeah. yeah, so I used to do a lot of sport and stuff like that. I can identify to that. Yeah, played a lot of games, and I feel like. This hobby has definitely been probably one of the most passionate. It's, it's mm. definitely one, but sharing—it's yeah. definitely something that I found when before I started this podcast. I, I wasn't really active in the community. Mm. I kind of flicked through Instagram. So I had my personal Instagram, flicked through stuff on that. Didn't really pay attention to all that much. Coming into the hobby, starting this podcast. I mean, just the amount of people that say yes to come on here—that that blew my mind in the in the, the first place. But yeah, you just reach out to people and say sort of, oh, okay, cool. How did you do this? Or I've tried this. Yeah. What did you do differently? Everyone's willing to share from the people who are really relatively new, got low follow accounts, whatever, all yeah. the way through to these people who are like multi-golden demon winners. Yeah. They're just so willing and happy to share yeah. their knowledge. Absolutely. And I think, I think when, you, uh, when you look at it from a, uh, from a sort of a psychological point of view, as well, because you've actually, you know, um, the hobby is tabletop gaming. Yeah. So you actually have to go and meet your, you have to go and, you have to go and spend time with people. You have to have that bit of a social, unspoken social contract. And 
you know, you, you continue to engage with people who you who, who are like minded with you, yeah. and you know, I, I think that's that's where that's where things come from sharing. And yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great believer in. Uh, it might be a bit cliche, but I'm a great believer. If you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm always happy to you know I'm always happy to share to share to people. I'm always also I'm also you know unashamedly going to reach out to people and ask them how on earth did you do that? That looks amazing. Yeah. No. This podcast wouldn't be where it, where it is if it wasn't for me literally just going and pestering people and saying, "Hey, do you want to come on?" Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I think, you know, as you said, people are, people are willing to share as well, and that's a positive thing. That's a positive thing about it. Yeah, I, I think you know when you because uh, when you also you know there are elements of the hobby when you, you look at people complaining about how games workshop run a business or how yeah. you know. Uh, other sort of aspects of it, or you know, people complaining about the law, or people, you know, the changes. But actually, you know, if you if you don't like it, you know, you, you don't necessarily have to follow it. You know, you yeah. can do what you like. There's no nothing stopping you from from playing previous editions or using using the miniatures in regards to it. But um, you know, it's um, yeah. Um, but I think sort of looking at that sort of comparative side of it as well is. You know, you've got to push, you know, push yourself to do mm. skills, push yourself to do different things, um, and yeah. So there, there is that. But I also hear yeah. something about you know being sort of uh, living in the backwaters as well, and growing up and actually not having that access to. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in the nineties as well, uh, so I can empathise with. Uh, I can empathise with that. And actually, if you don't know other people who do that, it can be quite isolating. But I think with the, you know, as I said, as I said earlier, social media, the internet. Oh, it's completely it's changed the game. Ball. Yeah, completely changed it, absolutely. Yeah, it's really, it's, yeah, it's really completely changed it. I feel, I mean, Warhammer, like you say, mostly it's a tabletop game. Most yeah. people play um, play the game. It's always been, I feel like, more of a, a social thing. It's not, I mean, like football, I use that example because I've yeah. played tons of it. You you kind of play football. You don't really have a conversation with anybody that you play football with, no. really at all. You're going to play for call it ninety minutes, but extra time, yada yada. Yeah, yeah. You want to go and play a game of Warhammer? If you're going to play two thousand points, odds are you're probably going to be there for a few hours. Yeah, it's going to be you and this other person. And how do you feel? Two yeah. and two and a bit hours. You just chat. Absolutely. You just, you just Absolutely. chat. You you, you talk have that, about other you things. Have that, yeah, you have that bit of banter. You have that bit of conversation. You know, you, you talk about what you like about the hobby. You admire people's miniatures if they're painted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guilty uh, of putting grey on the table right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I've kind of made us. I've kind of made a promise to myself this edition that I'm not going to play with anything unless it's painted. I'm doing the same. Yes, yeah. just purely because I, I think it's just that immersive experience in regards to it. And actually, when you've got when you've got two when you've got two painted armies on the table, it's just best. It just Feels better. Yeah, for, for me, Instagram has really, really changed me. It's awful. It's ter- terrible. It's changed me completely. <laughs> I, I mean, I used to be like cool. I'll, I'll put ground the table. Yeah, yeah. But now, since I've started this Instagram, I'm like, generally, if I play a game, I'll probably want to post it. I don't really want to post the fact that I have I'm putting ground the table because yeah. I want it to look good. Yeah, absolutely. And so yeah, I'm like cool. Now I want everything to be painted so it at least looks good in the picture. Yeah. Yeah. 
the same thing as you. It does become then immersive. Yeah. The guy who I play most has got the most beautiful army, so I always feel guilty putting Grimm. Oh, what's it? What's he? Uh, what's, what's he got? He's got NMM Custodes. Oh, yeah, he's nice. absolutely psycho. His other army is an NMM Grey Knights. Yeah, like, he's just yeah, just uh, he's insane. He's a, <laughs> he's a psycho. That, 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 that is insane. Uh, yeah. what's his? In, is he on Instagram? No, I don't think he is. So uh, it's a real shame because honestly, shame. Like, yeah, yeah, he went. So we've got a few tournaments in Bristol, and yeah. almost every time he's definitely up there as like the best painter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People always assume Absolutely. that it's commission painted. It's incredible. Yeah. Going on to uh, going briefly on to custodies, I've come across a couple of people on Instagram who are uh, who are doing their custodies in gold leaf. Oh yeah, okay. Which is this, this is really this has come up on my a on my Discord and b on my yeah. stuff. I I was painting a base for my dreadnought. And yeah. I did, um, I was painting some, it's like a scenic base. So I was painting some letters in gold and I joked on my Discord. I was like, oh, I'm doing gold leaf. And then uh, shout out to Tiz, who's on my Discord yeah. and follow. She's an incredible painter. I love Tiz. She's, she's, uh, she's, yeah. uh, she's an incredible human being alongside all the other stuff. Absolutely. But yeah, she's got this beautiful bust model. And she, she was like, actually, I could do that. And I've seen it pop up like three or four times now, and it looks good. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that what the, uh, is that the one with the, uh, oh, I'm trying to think. It's, it's got like big horns. Oh, oh, no, I was thinking of the Aviator one, which she's, uh, she's done, the one that she ends oh, in the, uh... no, she's, she's got, she's got a bust at the moment, and it's like oh, a, okay. it's like a vampire, and it's got like big, ho- big horns. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're like real horns, or they're just like coming off the, the helmet will, or something like that. I will have, I will have to take, I'll have to take a browse in regards to that. I think the, um, one of the things which I'm going to sort of tie into to that a little bit is that the one of the guys who was doing the uh, uh, the custodies in Gold Leaf, Iron Wolf, uh, Johnny. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, I know Iron Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he's very kindly let me uh, sort of help him help out on the uh, the International Guild of Hobbyists. Page. Okay, yeah. So yeah. whenever anybody tags them in that, we repost what they're tagging, just sort of uh, you know broadcast it out to people but he's uh, cool. he's done Trajan Valoris in Gold Leaf <laughs> I think I saw him doing his his bikes the other day I, th- yeah. I feel like he posted a, a short yeah, yeah, one he has, a yeah, he's, done a, he's done a reel of his bikes and they just look uh, yeah he's coming up to uh, he's coming up to Nottingham in uh, at the end of March for uh, uh, cool. an IGH up, uh, meeting but I've, I've already told him that actually if he, if he if he returns about Trajan Valoris, it's in my pocket. So <laughs> just just take his army and just melt it down. Yeah, it's just yeah. the fortune. Well, unfortunately, I think he works with the police, so I don't forget. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, yeah I know. He, he didn't. No, didn't. I think I think I've already. Uh, I think I've already sort of uh, yeah made a run for my own back with that one. <laughs> okay, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ask one more question on the Warhammer side before. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Move on. Um. You, you pioneer um, quite strongly for, for a better understanding of, of autism um, yeah. and people on the spectrum and, and you yourself are on the spectrum. As a player with autism or as a, as a hobbyist with autism, have you found that you think or you think that it's had an impact on the way that you sort of play the game, do the hobby? Well, as an, aut- as an autistic person, I think the... Um... It's really difficult to it's really difficult to sort of objectively to objectively look at because mm. a little bit of a thought exercise for you. Do you speak any other languages, Ben? At a very beginner level, yeah, yeah. But imagine having your internal monologue 
in French, for example. Okay, yeah. Can you, can you conceptualise that? Yeah, so I mean, for, I lived it. I lived over in Belgium for six months. Oh, did you? And, okay. Yeah. At, at the end of that six months, I was actually start when I was on like the underground. Yeah. I was thinking about underground stops in French, which threw ah, me off quite a lot. There you go. So, but imagine suddenly waking up one one day, one week, and being told actually your entire life you've been thinking in a different language. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because you always, you know, because we we always assume we're part of the part of the majority yeah but actually unless you unless you sort of go down that diagnostic route and sort of you know people call it a can of worms people say <laughs> you're turning over a stone for it or yeah. why on earth would you want to do that but actually if you sort of always felt sort of out of sorts or mm. disconnected from things and actually somebody says well actually you might you know this might be because you're autistic or this might yeah. be because you have you know, um, you know, and, and, you know, and the thing is, with with autism, uh, because it's a, a neurodevelopmental condition, it's something which some which people are born with. So, yes, yeah. when you look at the, sorry, this might, this might sound a bit preachy, but when you look at no. the societal, uh, the social model of disability, we, people are disabled as much by if not more, by society than they are by a condition because society yeah. has been built, you know, you know, quite understandably for the majority of people. But then when new things are discovered, society takes a long time to adapt to that. Yeah. Lots of things. And actually, you know, we, obviously the, the UK government has got in the forms of legislation such as the Equality Act, the Autism Act. So, you know, there, there are elements which are protected characteristics. Yeah. But, until you go down that diagnostic route, how are you supposed to sort of? Um, and I, I appreciate I probably got slightly off, uh, slightly off. No, course no, that's no, good. That's no, good. In regards to that, but then you know, in regards to the game, you know, I think there's elements at times. You know, who doesn't like to win games? <laughs> yes, you know? yeah. And I'm sure we're probably all guilty of uh, you know not not necessarily throwing their toys out of the pram. When uh, things, well, yeah, when, when when that land raider gets when that brand shiny new land raider gets yeah. destroyed on turn one, or you know uh, something which you put a lot of time and effort into gets sort of just you know destroyed. You know, I think we, we I think we can all be guilty of that. So but, we've you know, all been a bit salty at times. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think you know that's the thing. I think you know as, you know um, private salty opinions. Can be kept as private salty opinions. They <laughs> yeah. don't need to be broadcasted to people. But as, yeah. as we're sort of talking about, uh, you know, the social contract with people as well across the table. You know, it's you want to you want to have more games. So yeah. you can't. You know, you know, you'll, you'll hear about people who will rage quit and, and whatnot. But I suspect they won't have games anymore or regular yeah. opponents in regards to that. So yeah, there is there is that side. Um, but I, as I said, I think we're all sort of. Sort of guilty of that. I think uh, you know uh, autism sometimes, and it can you know it, quite a lot of autistic people have an ability to hyperfocus. So mm. I can think of a, uh, uh, I think I can think of a couple of weekends where I've just gone, just powered through painting things, and just you know just to just to get them done. Yeah. 
But uh, and, th- and then sort of thought, where on earth is that weekend gone? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think also as well, um, um, I had to have uh, I had to have operation on kidney stones this year. Okay. And I think that part- partly came about because actually I went one weekend and I just powered through painting. I forgot to drink. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was painful. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it did, you know, sort of. Uh, it sort of made you, made you reflect. And I think one of the things about doing mental health nurse training as well is they teach a lot of mindfulness and they teach mm. a lot of reflective practice within that. So you always, you know, you're always considering how your actions impact on other people. I mean, you're always yeah. considering how, um, you know, how other people may be, may be thinking. And I think in regards to um, how that sort of works in regards to the hobby is actually makes you think, well, actually, should I, you know, should I have done that or should I have said that thing? Or actually, when it comes to games, actually, it was, you know, um, going back over and being able to actually look at a look at a game, look at what happened in the, the game and say, well, actually, that would have happened differently if I'd done that or that would have happened, you know, or, or what happened. But I think also as well, because the game is random number cubes as well. <laughs> yep. Yeah, um, you know, you've got to you've got to abide by the dice. Yeah, yeah. We had takes that uh, control out of your hands. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely, absolutely. You can have the you can have the best uh, best strategy uh, or or plans for a game, but actually, if the dice don't abide, you know, yeah, yeah, and your your opponent gets the uh, your opponent gets a, a few lucky dice rolls or what have you. But I think I think one of the things which I have noticed about tenth edition. Is that actually? It seems to be, it seems to be fairly balanced. It d- yeah, it definitely it. does. For, from the for from the meta yeah. watches that they're putting out, yeah, it seems to be much much better balanced than it perhaps has been. Maybe yeah. maybe not. Everyone talks about internal balance, army internal balance. Maybe not from an army internal balance point of view. Um, I know there's lots of lists which take the worst, well, lots of factions that take the exact same thing. But from mm-hmm. a a whole faction versus faction thing. Yeah, it seems to be, seems to be yeah, quite a good I place. Think, yeah, I, 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 I think as well, because it's only sort of six months into edition, in an edition uh, as well, to, to get everything sort of within a 50, within sort of a, a, a I think the lowest, lowest win rate is about 44% at the moment. Yeah. So we're in the sort of a, a 20 point sort of switch. Well, not even a 20 point, but sort of a 15 point switch. Yeah, something like that. It's yeah. pretty good, actually. Yeah. Especially, especially how bad everyone thought it was at the start. Obviously, when the yeah. when it first kicked off, Eldar had something stupid like a seventy something, eighty, something. yeah, 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 ma- yeah, yeah, a massive win rate. So yeah, for them to have swung that back so quickly without re- releasing all of the codexes, yeah, yeah it's been is, for me. Yeah, kudos that, to, to GW on that one. That will be interesting to see where it goes with mm. that. Because actually, how do you sustain that over a? Uh, how do you sustain that over an edition? Because actually, I, I think you know. I, I, I've always said this, but Games Workshop is a miniatures company first. Yeah. And a rules company very much yeah. second yeah, they or third are. priority in Glasgow. So I had to sell all the hobby stuff before they sell, after they sell the miniatures. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it makes me question why, you know, uh, it makes me question initially at this sort of the, uh, maybe it's a slightly cynical of me. Uh, but at the you know do they actually go through and look and say well actually that that model's not selling particularly well or those minutes that aren't selling particularly well can we buff them with some rules so people will <laughs> you know go out and buy free wave nights for example 
I mean, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it probably, I imagine it probably happens yeah. and there's probably plenty of people that do do that and you always see it online about people who are then like, oh yeah, nerf us into the ground and you're like, yeah, but, yeah. but at the same time, you kind of, yeah, you kind of know GW at this point yeah, if you're exactly. acting in that way. I mean, A, you're probably a, you're probably a meta chaser, yeah. which fine. If you want to be a meta chaser, be a meta chaser. I then... I don't really sympathise with meta chasers who then moan that the meta's changed. Yeah, absolutely. So like, that's it's, kind of that's kind of the point of meta. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's the a, game. Like, yeah, meta will good. always change. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I must admit though, I, uh, uh, I was two purchases off having a uh, having a two thousand point elder army. So I made those two purchases. One was a wraith knight, and the other was an avatar. And both of which are incredible models in their oh, own absolutely. right. Absolutely, and so. actually, painting the avatar was painting the avatar was absolutely joyous. Actually, yeah. just loads of contrast, loads of washes, built it up. You know, I've uh, I, I took some time off work this year for uh, for, um, for my health, uh, and actually, just being able to sit down and just paint that and have a really nice miniature at the end of it, yeah, it was lovely. Actually, and really quite be- sort of beneficial for my mental health on that side. Um, I also then uh, because I, I you know I bought some old uh, when they uh, when they were re- re- redoing them at nine in ninth edition. Mm, yep. I had uh, I got two wraith lords, two war walkers uh, from the uh, from the start from the old start yep. collecting kit painted up, yep. and I also had then had ten wraith guard on screws. So I sold yep. those ten wraith guards, painted them in a week, and you know. Uh, they they walked onto the table and they blasted <laughs> everything off. They, no, uh, <laughs> from, from my point of view, if you've got the meta, use it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. fine, like yeah. Like I said, I, I haven't got a problem with meta chasers. I have a problem when meta chasers really moan about yeah. their meta changing. I'm like, well, because that, well, that's the game. Well, you're yeah. going to do that. You're I right. Just, they they probably are going to try and sell models, so they're going to change yeah. rules so they can do that. But. Yeah. Absolutely, Fine. but I, I, I'm always, I've always been a strong believer in actually paint what you like. Absolutely, if you like those yeah. miniatures, paint them. It doesn't matter if they're not very good. Mm-hmm. You like them, and now you might go to a tournament and not win things. That's fine, but you, you know, you, you kind of know that if you know if it's not a very good model, you're probably going to come against somebody who has, you know, as you say, a meta list. You know, it happens. See, see, yeah, see what you can do against it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for example, the uh, the knights. Uh, you know, I've been looking at sort of. Uh, you know, I was trying to look at lists of lists for them to actually you know get a get a decent you know get a decent idea of what people might uh, what might be good for a two thousand points two thousand yeah. point course. And then I've just decided, nah, I'm just going to paint. You know, yeah. I'm going to paint two of the regular knights, a a lancer because they're really nice and they are cool. Gets the new lancer is amazing. And then uh, for the uh, for the armages to go. Yeah. And that's a uh, that's a nice little decent force, yeah. Um, and yeah, going to try to get people to Nottingham to paint them, um, you know, sort of a bit collaboratively, bit community, community, and then sort of uh, you know um, try and do a bit of a try and run a bit of a health promotion event regarding uh, regarding cancer as well during the weekend. Yeah. So talking to people about that and. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's worth coming. Well, I was going to call it the sort yeah. of community stuff next, and yeah, a bit a big part of that obviously is that you've from, you've definitely got two inc- incredible sort of initiatives going on at the moment. One of them being the sort of Imperial Knights for the cancer research stuff. I mean, do you want to sort of explain 
what you're doing with that. Obviously, we talk, talked yeah, a little bit about yeah. it, but what what you're doing in terms of the the events and, of and things like right. that. So, um, so there is a uh, there is a uh, Nottingham is known as the Lead Belt because of the amount of games companies which are uh, which are which yes. are based here. Because obviously, uh, you know. Not that any miniatures are really in lead anymore, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they yeah. used to be. But there is a uh, there is a, um, uh, a recently opened up gaming store in the centre of Nottingham. It's uh, next to the Nas- it's next to the National uh, Ice Centre, the NIC. Okay. Yeah. It's called the Lead Belt Games Arena, and oh, cool. they very kindly um, they very kindly agreed for me to have the uh, the stage. Uh, which they have in there, and invites hobbyists to come and paint. And we're going to be, uh, the aim is to paint seven nights, seven or eight nights in a weekend, uh, a long weekend. So the Friday, uh, <laughs> yep. Friday through to the, uh, <laughs> the Friday through to the Sunday. Uh, and I've got to get it done by the Sunday because it's my mum's birthday on the Monday. Uh, right, okay. So, yep. uh, but the, uh, so the second, third and fourth of February, we're going to be at the Lead Belt Games Arena. Uh, I'm going to su- I'm, I need to set up a sign-up sheet to get people down there because I've spoken to people and a few people said, yeah, we'll come down, we'll come down. But actually, I'd, yeah. like, to, I'd like to get a bunch of people down there so we can all sit down, paint the nights over a weekend, and then I'm going to... They're going to be up, on, they're going to be up for raffle on uh, a website called Raffle. Now, I just want to just briefly go into um, into details of that because a gambling license to hold a raffle is extremely expensive. <laughs> uh, raffle do it, but they take ten percent in um, they take ten percent of the cut. So when we did the space duck raffle, I think our, our, our grand total was fifteen hundred sixty something pounds. But because Raffle took ten percent of it, they took one hundred and fifty quid. Yeah. So we raised just slightly shy of fourteen hundred in regards to that. So I'm hoping, you know, I might think I could do a similar amount with uh, yeah, for sure, yeah, this one. But it, all the all the funds of it will be going to cancer, uh, directly to Cancer Research UK because what they do is uh, they will post it now. Uh, uh, because they they are effectively a third party third party host, they hold all the money, mm. and then it either goes into it either goes into your account, or you can just say I want one hundred percent of this to go to this charity. So one hundred percent of it will go to, uh, will go to uh, will go to Cancer Research UK, and I'm I'm doing as something I said earlier. Uh, you know my my uncle uh, my uncle John. Uh, he would have been. He would have turned sixty next year. Um, he died in twenty seventeen from pancreatic cancer, and it was a very, it was a very short illness. He, mm. he was di- He got diagnosed in February, and he was unfortunately he unfortunately passed away by June. Yeah. And you know, I, I've got very fond memories of my uncle John. That's nice. uh, he. So when I was younger, I was quite into model trains. He gave me a load of a load of his old model oh, trains cool. when he was when he was when when he was my age. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, I don't know if you remember the Command and Conquer series. Yes, yeah, of course. We, we, we had some land battles 
So oh. we brought on the computer and we, we had some, uh, you know, we had nice. some games like that. And, uh, you know, um, I remember a, a, a few, I remember a few Christmases where, uh, he lived over in Ipswich and we were over in Stafford and we'd go over and my, uh, my grandmother, she was a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> uh, but I remember a few times where he just sort of, uh, you know, he sort of, he, he sort of let, let me come around and we sort of escaped. And you know, gladiator, yeah. and you know, watched, you know, did some gaming and that sort of stuff. And this is very much sort of, you know, I wouldn't be sort of where I am with my geekery without my <laughs> job. So this is sort of in uh, in memory of him, but also as well, what I want to do as well, because cancer does affect everyone, and I know mm-hmm. that's cliche, but if people have a um, if people have a loved one or a someone that they know who is who's been fighting cancer or who's passed away from it. What I want to do is kind of make this a, a, a bit of a tribute to everybody because I, I, I strongly believe in sort of equal promotion of, of everybody and actually people being able to access it. But because um, because cancer is, the different types of cancers have different different colours. Um, yeah. Cancer, for example, is purple. Yep. Um, we're going to be doing a tilt shield design. Um, so uh, right. we're going to do a checkerboard. On the torch shield. Okay, yeah. And every square on that, I'm hoping we can get for, you know, in memory of, a, of or in memory or sort of solidarity with a, uh, with a person who's fighting cancer or who's, who's sadly passed away from it. And yeah, sort of have a bit of a, cool. you know, have a bit of a, hopefully like a, a, a scroll of, uh, a scroll of, re- yeah, a scroll of re- remembrance, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So it's a bit of a tribute to, to them. And actually, you know, Again, sort of equitable access to that, you know. Yeah, um, that's really nice. But yeah, just uh, so people, you know, especially if, you know, because I'd love to get lots of people up there, but actually might be limited on numbers. Uh, but, you know, that's a way for people to, that's a way for people to get involved as well, yeah. to sort of feel, you know, feel a part of it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you've, I mean, you've also set up a, a specific Instagram for it, haven't you? So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, 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 ik.crukuk24, uh, and that's mainly just uh, mainly just so we, you know we can take some pictures of it. And actually, I was thinking of actually potentially giving handing that account over to whoever wins it uh, okay. as well as sort of yeah. like another little prize because one of the uh, uh, one the, the person who won the space docs has set up their own. Instagram yeah. account for it, um, and also it means as well that actually if somebody is uh, somebody's new to community or, or what have you, they've got a sort of little, little instant, instant <laughs> yeah. as well. But uh, so the the main prize in that is going to be two thousand points worth of nights uh, with some additions as well, which I'm not going to go into. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we've also got a second place prize, which was very kindly donated to me by the Outpost. Uh, up in Sheffield, oh, they, cool. they donated me a, a Knight Christorvis. So, oh, nice. prize of a night. So, <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out what a third place prize might be. I might just do it. I might, I might see if we could do a, a, a Titanic scale sort of little banner of nights. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and one of the other things is actually, uh, I've got the. This needs to go off to the person who won it because I was going. What I was going to do is give away. Uh, uh, yeah. a, uh, a Titanicus night every hundred followers on the account because actually it's just about promoting the account. So actually, yeah. people are aware of it and and whatnot, and you know, getting getting links and stories up there. Um, 
but the plan is to paint them all in. I'm sorry if it's not particularly good one, but uh, to paint them all in uh, sort of purple, which is the, the color associated with living with cancer. Mm. Yeah. So it's got a bit of a it's got a bit of a theme to it, and yeah. um, I've got somebody doing a little bit of background law for it as well, and they're a they're of the um, 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 they're a medic themselves. They're also a hobbyist. Okay. But they're trying to sort of build it in around sort of what the experience of living with cancer is like as well. So we're kind of yeah. using lived experience to sort of inform that. And, you know, I'm sort of consulting with some people who have lived with cancer to make sure that it's not coming across patronising or yeah. stuff in regards to that. So, you know, a bit of law, bit of miniatures, instant army, three quid. Yes. Like. <laughs> and then, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll do some sort of bundle deals with... Um, uh, with tickets as well. So if you buy three tickets, you get a fourth one free. You buy five tickets, you get two free. From yeah. And because of the way raffle does it, each ticket has an equal chance of winning. But the more tickets you, you get, the more percentage of chance you've got of winning. So, yeah. And the more goes to helping fight and cancer. Which... Helping fight cancer. And that's all, to, you know, that's all to the aim of it. You know, it's not about, you know, yeah. Absolutely, that's, absolutely. That's right. what it's about, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's really. the, you know, I can't, I can't say any more than that. Ultimately, the aim of it is to raise a whack of money for 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 cancer, everything else from it. Can you know, you know, it's not about promoting self or promoting other things. It's about raising money for raising money for charity because actually, there's a lot of there's a lot of good work which can be done by charities, and I think there's you know. I'm trying to say this without going into going into politics, but you know, there's only so you know, as a as an NHS employee for the last nearly twenty years, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, it's hard times, shall yeah. we say? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hard times for everyone, and yeah, absolutely. So you know, doing some good, doing some good with a hobby, you know, it's quite nice actually. Yeah. I've, I've got some, as you, you've mentioned, I've got a couple of other. Uh, um, I've got a couple of other uh, projects in the work as well. I'm doing one with uh, so when we did space ducks, there was uh, this fantastic miniature um, painted and converted by uh, a girl called Leah Hobby Bean Seventeen. Okay, yeah, and they converted uh, uh, the Luke Gulliman into the Prime Duck. Yeah, so, uh, it's basically it's it's. Gulliman with a beaky, with a really nicely converted sort of uh, fantastic paint job. She did some really great object source lighting on there. But uh, she came up to uh, came up to uh, came up to not and also mentioned that you know autistic as well. Um, and you know we're we're going to be um, we're going to be painting Seraphon. Um, yeah, the lizard men. I still don't. Yeah, I still don't. Can't get used to calling them Seraphon. They are lizard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but we're going to be painting them in uh, in sort of a colourful, colourful style, um, you know, because you know there's a description of autism being a spectrum, and because of the spectrum of colours, paint them colourful. Yep. And then we're going to uh, we're going, again we're going to raffle them off for uh, to raise money for an autism charity called Momsy Mill, which um, helps autistic young people. Uh, with social events and engagements and, uh, and the mental health, and it's a, a uh, it's a Cambridge specific charity, but actually they seem to be doing some really good stuff. 
and we're hoping we can, you know, again, the main priority of that is to raise a whack of money for charity. Yeah. So it, and, you know, especially with smaller charities as well, you know, money which goes to smaller charities does make a hell of a lot of difference. Yeah. As well. Um, yeah, they feel, they feel it a lot more. As, as much as yeah. cancer research do a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. A smaller charity will feel it more. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, 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 yeah, and that's not a, you know, that's not a, um, that's not picking, you know, being selective in regards to 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 things. But actually, there is, you know, uh, what's it? What's the word? It's kind of like brand awareness. Yeah, people are aware of Cancer Research UK. People are aware of the campaign against living miserably. Yeah, they might not have been aware of UK survivors of bereavement by suicide. It's a bit yeah. mindful. They're only a small, they're only a small charity. Um, people might not have been aware of Romsey Mill. Though again, they're only a small, small charity. But actually, yeah. you know, it's about you know supporting people and actually seeing the good that people can do with with that money. I think the the money which we used from uh, uh, from uh, which went to UK Sobs, we were able to. Uh, we were able to fund their phone. We were able to fund their phone line for a month. It's uh, crazy, yeah. And we were also to, able to fund uh, fund a volunteer to be trained as well for them. So that was, you know, and that's really sort of nice to see that actually that's that's what the money can go towards. And actually, yeah. let's try and let's try and you know share it a few more times because another person might see that and they have three quid spare in the pocket and think actually I can, you know, I might win I might win something pretty good from that. Let's give a bit of money to them. And you know it's targetable and it's achievable. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like a small amount for each individual pocket, but when yeah. you add them all up, yeah, like you say, yeah. it's a it's a big amount and it makes a really really big difference yeah. to some of these quite small but really important charities that yeah. do do really important things for for a lot, quite a, quite a few people. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, that's a that's another good point which I was just about to come on to actually because actually you know individually sometimes it's. Um, Individually, sometimes it's difficult to, you know, it, it takes it takes years for somebody to build like a two thousand point army. Yeah, let's be honest. But actually, we were able to do four thousand five hundred points of rubbered up themed space marines <laughs> in five months. In regards to that, so you know that's uh, that's the power of working collectively as well. In regards to it, because actually, if you've got, you know, it's a, it's greater than the the individual contributions because you can work it yeah. you can work it together you know um and that's what i kind of want to try and do with the with these sort of projects going forward um uh, i've got a I've got a crazy idea for 2025 which i'm not <laughs> going to go into yeah but, no, save, uh, save yep. yeah 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 uh, but i've got i've got another i've got another project down the line in 2024 after the, the autism charity one but that's you know just uh we're firming up details so i won't go into yeah, I, might have, yeah. I might have a chat with you off air about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. you in the direction of uh, <laughs> maybe potentially another guest. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, um, it's again, it was about getting people to say, well, actually, look, here's, you know, we're going to buy, you know, what we did with the, the Lizard Men is we went and brought the, uh, we went and brought the, the army box and we went and bought the Vanguard box. Mm. And uh, we uh, we said, right, who wants to paint this unit from it? And you know, we, we set up a group chat. We found some, you know, we found other autistic hobbyists, and said, right, okay, 
you want to paint that unit, that's cool. We'll send it. We'll mail it out to you as soon as we've got it. So I've sent I've sent a bunch out to people. Um, yeah. I think the furthest one I've sent this time uh, is out to Germany. Okay. Uh, so we've got somebody painting some uh, some Agrodon Lancers over there. Um, cool. We've yeah. got you know, and then other people said, right, yeah, okay, what we'll do, we'll we'll chip in a bit of money so we can get another Vanguard box set. Uh, so nice, we've got yeah. another we've got another unit of Croxigors to paint. Um, you know, somebody else can then go and paint the uh, uh, the uh, the Carnosaur, the T Rex yeah. thing in there. And that's you know, it's it's getting people together. It's getting people to sort of you know build up the hype for it. And, you know, we've got a bit of a longer run into that one, so we'll hopefully be able to promote things. And then you know, we've got a bit of a plan to do a couple of live streams over uh, World Autism Awareness and Acceptance Week, which is in oh, the uh, the tail end of uh, I think the start of April. Yeah. So, yeah, but again, similar sort of thing. We're going to raffle them off. We're going to raffle off, you know, that and hopefully raise a whack of money for charity. And that's yeah. the really, you know, that's a really sort of powerful thing about it because, you know, it's like-minded people working together for a common project and a common goal. Yeah. And, you know, what we've, uh, what, you know, I've, t- I've taken some lessons which I've learned from the, the SpaceX project. Um, one of the things is, is, is more from a practical sense of, sort of point of view, I've kept all the bases. So I've sent them okay, back to yeah. everybody without the bases. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to have one massive, epic basing session <laughs> and then send them out to people yeah. when they're done. So actually, everything's got the same base. Yeah. It sounds a bit, uh, it sounds a bit sort of, uh, pedantic perhaps when I say it out loud but uh, it's, it's basically it's the thing that brings the army together yeah, right? yeah, like, exactly. yeah definitely yeah because that, that was the thing the, the, the space stuff stuff was great and we said basically to everybody try and do a, a, a riverland wetland theme because actually you know ducks and rivers and ponds ducks yeah yeah and everything everything looked great but it was all sort of differently based and you know there were there were brown rings somewhere which is fine and, and there was, yeah there were black rooms other places and you know I think we even had some purple ones but uh, you know, I think it's just about sort of you know, common theme, tie it together, yeah, and you know, go from uh, go from there. But I, I think also as well because it was uh, interesting thing is I'm not sure if you've seen some of the pictures of them, but uh, um, it was great to see all the miniatures together once we had four thousand points because we, we went we met yeah. up at Warhammer World and uh, we, we took pictures we took pictures of them all together. It was just really nice to see the sort of unified. Unified force, and then I went to. Um, uh, you know, I asked the uh, asked the players within the um, players painters contributors within the in the project whether it'd be okay for me to take them to a uh, a mental health awareness event which was being run at Warhammer World uh, by a guy called Rally Point Mining Games. I'm not sure if you've yeah yeah. yeah 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 yeah. Uh, Simon from there, really nice guy. Um, I brought a ticket. I made the donation to mine. I took the space stuck there with people's permission, and you know I. I we were able to field a uh, a two thousand point army, which had um, every unit was painted by a different person. Nice, yeah. Unit. So yeah, that was really nice, just to sort of have that all together and say, actually, that that was painted by that guy. That was painted by that guy. That was painted by you know, the, the yeah. It was painted by uh, by Leah, and they. Uh, um, but you know, so going back to the uh, going back, going backtracking a little bit to what you said about uh, uh, the social engagement, I think one of the uh, because I was playing with other people, things people, other people were painted. I felt it really hard when uh, when <laughs> other people's units just sort of when when uh, 
because the uh, there was a really there's a really nice nicely painted use of uh, of blade guard which are painted, but they just got completely wiped off the table before you get a chance to uh, <laughs> to do things. And I felt, I felt myself I felt myself hackles getting up for that a bit. You know, oh, no, they mean you know you know give the responsibility to do that and turn one. You know, on yeah. the loss unit before doing anything. Uh, in the end, I would. Uh, I, I, I think I won something like. Uh, I think it was something like seventy-six ten. I managed okay. to. Uh, yeah, uh, Gullingham went on a rampage. <laughs> I managed to uh, managed to uh, uh, box the guy into the uh, into his deployment zone and just. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, and, and the other units were just sort of sat on sat on objectives. Yeah. But that was a, yeah, that was a fun game. But it's um, again, what we're going to be doing, we're going to be sort of doing some uh, some meetups, hopefully. You know, sure, I try and do. Uh, you know, I've um, I've booked a couple of uh, I've booked a tournament, and I've been in, in in talk with some other people people about will they come down and do like a showcase game? Yeah, sort of raise raise some more awareness after the uh, after the weekend is done, so we can get some more pictures to go with the. You know, uh, with the links which we're going to put up for for raffle for the raffle, yep. etc. Yeah, no, that'd be really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I guess it's all about using the the platform, yeah, or platforms that people have got, and, and sort of raising that awareness. And it's it's all for charity. That, yeah, that's the yeah. key, that's the key thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the I think that's the the advantage about uh, about having high follow accounts because actually you 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 get more of a You get because you get more people becoming aware. You get more sort of you get more of an opportunity for people to have a click. Yeah. On, uh, on links. So you know every uh, uh, you know so for example the space Dog account I had about seven hundred followers sort of by the by the time the raffle launch it launched. My account's got something like fourteen hundred, which is obviously about, about twice the amount. Yeah. Uh, so I, I said to myself, right, okay, what I'm going to do, I'm going to make sure there is a link. On my stories to the raffle page at all times, so I, I put up. You know, it took me thirty seconds to put up a picture of one. You know, some of the space looks are painted over that month, and a raffle link twice a day, and that way, yeah. you know, that way when people go through the stories, there's a link to it. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's that thing about like you say with the like the autism one that that's yeah. the, the Seraphim project. That's a really good one. Is is this sort of getting those other people involved? They're going to paint yeah. up paint up those ones, and then they'll use their one because you you'll have yeah. different followers as well. That's the thing. Is there's there's yes, there'll probably be an overlap, but actually there'll be lots of new people, and yeah. the more people you get to contribute, the more people that are going to want to yeah, absolutely sell it. And, yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think that's the that's that's the thing as well because actually you need to. It's one thing painting it and getting all the things done. It's another thing then going and promoting it because yeah. you know you, you know. Uh, so I've gone and uh, you know gone and chatted to some other uh, you know, people who are involved in sort of like the charity parts in the community. It's a bloke called Gaming for Good. I'm not sure if you've ever come across yeah. him, but I had a chat with him, Dylan, lovely guy. A um, couple of months, uh, he's going to be quite willing. To, he's quite happy. You know, quite kindly said he'll he'll support him with regards to getting the attention out there. So that's hopefully going to being there and hopefully you know uh if we get the if we can get the second place prize night painted up i'll send um i'll send it up to sheffield uh to the outpost and yeah. uh you know get to put it on get put it in the store with a qr code to the raffle yeah 
Yeah, and similarly so, you know, in other gaming stores as well, you know, Element Games, and not, because not got so many gaming stores, it's ridiculous. Yeah, Night Games, big yeah. for it, yeah. Uh, get a QR code in there for the, hopefully get a QR code in there for that, and then just, you know, it's opportunities, you know, people, you know, not only will they be giving to charity, but they'll also potentially get something for nothing. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. as much as I'd like to sorry, yeah, no, no, sorry, I can't about charity, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's good. It's it's really important, and that was definitely yeah. one of the sort of um, sort yeah. of reasons for you getting you on was to sort of talk about this and talk about the importance of, of using yeah. uh, using the platform for for stuff like charity. Yeah. But more on you, um, I I alluded to it in the intro, but you used to have or you still have a little interview series in the past. Yes. So uh, interview by dice. For me, when is it going to make a comeback? Well, it's been a little while since you yeah, since you posted one. And I think the thing is, is because I've, I've, I I did six originally because you know six six either dice, yep. six interviews. Um, I I kind of I kind of lost momentum with it. And one of the things which I, I did this year is I I, I bribed people to come on. <laughs> and then I haven't yeah. followed. I haven't followed through. I haven't followed through the drive. So I still need to go and get. I still need to go and get some dice made. For uh, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. The plan was to get a. The plan was to get like a. Uh, you know, some some custom dice made for it because, you know, yeah. uh, and then send the. You know, uh, I think the, there was. I, I had a bit of a dynamic of actually. You know, you, you've got to do the. You've got to do the questions in, and you've got to roll randomly to determine which question you're going to be answering. So you know how yeah. many you always. Can you, you know, how many U rolls does it take you to roll six unique numbers from there? So I was just basically going to send everybody who did, uh, then the amount of dice that it took them to U roll through it. So, okay. Yeah. Um, speaking okay, of, I guess, I guess uh, for those people that haven't seen it, the, pr- the premise is that you yeah. have, you, you set oh, up yeah, six sorry, questions yeah, yeah, yeah. and you, uh, yeah, that, that was on me. I was being a very bad host there. No, 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 um, no. I, I, I probably, no, yeah, tell you what. Let, 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 yeah, so basically, yeah, my whole It's your it thing, was, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. My whole advice of it was basically do it over Instagram, do it live, but six questions, the same six questions um, each time, but then roll a dice to determine which question you're being asked. So, you know, the first, I think the first question was something like, how did you get into the hobby? Uh, the uh, the last question was my Desert Island Discs question. Yeah. Uh, of you know y- your whole hobby collection is on uh, is on a you know you're moved on a desert island. Your whole hobby collection is on the beach. What do you save? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, so many people that, that might listen to this that have no idea what the uh, Desert Island Discs is because oh really a, oh okay yeah, like yeah, a, yeah 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 like an as an older generation and type type thing but yeah no right I, I still I, you know I, I, I'm not sure I, I'm not going to ask you your age but I'm 36 so I'm 34 so yeah 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 but. Yeah, so Desert Island Discs is basically you pick your 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 eight favorite uh, eight favorite songs, and you're trapped on a desert island with them. So which songs yep. would you which songs would you listen to and why? Uh, so my my final question to people is usually, well, that was always question number six, but sometimes actually I think somebody called the six to begin with. So it was uh, <laughs> <laughs> what different. What would you yeah, say? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what would I say for my what would I say for my collection? And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, but I think it's uh you know again it's about asking people the um, 
asking people questions, getting to getting to see where they're at. And you know, you may have people. You know, we we had a I aim to go for a wide range of hobbyists, so people who are new to the hobby, people who have maybe been collecting for a few years, but pe- uh, or people who've been collecting for you know decades. Yeah, you know, PG um, looking at you, thirty yeah. years and old or something stupid. Yeah, moment. yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Um, 30, 20, I don't know. Peach is old. I'm, I'm happy to tell him that because I told well, him that when he was on the episode. I, I, I kind of, <laughs> I, I, considering I've been collecting since uh, since early 2000s, I kind of feel a bit old now as well. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, uh, there was a, so sort of going back to that, there was a, uh, when Lord of the Rings came out, there was obviously, they, they had a whole tie in. Well, they did the Lord of the collection, so but they, they yeah. sold the Bilbo Baggins miniature for one day. One day. One day. Yeah. Uh, and they would have a. Oh, I'm not just muted myself. No, no, you oh, still okay. um, So they, uh, yeah, they they sold the Bilbo Baggins miniature for one day, or they alluded to selling it for one day. So I have a little tiny Bilbo miniature somewhere, <laughs> which is about. Yay big, but it's got a, it's got the one ring in his hand. Oh, and cool. then they did a uh, then a, then a, a number of years later they did a uh, a fully transparent version of it. Ah, it? cool. It's pretty cool. Actually, they, uh, just going back to it as well, just from sort of the advancement of miniature technology as well, because I think the uh, one of the most recent previews from Lord of the Rings ranges that they're doing some translucent army of the yeah. dead. It just looks really nice. That's mad. Yeah. yeah. Strange. I've no idea how people are supposed to paint those, uh, but I'm just very tempted to. I'm very tempted to buy some just to see what it's. Uh... Yeah, just paint bits of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. 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 Um, I was actually funny enough. I was talking about Lord of the Rings today because um, I'm, I'm assuming you've watched Lord of the Rings. Oh yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So um, in the special edition of Return of the King, there's a scene where Aima, um from the, from uh, Rohan, um, mm-hmm. he's under a he's under a he's under one of the Mummerkill, the the elephant things. Yeah, and he's shooting he's shooting arrow into this sort of chest. Right. Yeah. Very Now, in the background of it is um, there's a there's a rider of Rohan that gets squashed by. Oh yeah, uh, yeah yeah yeah. And that is uh, the, the person riding that is Alessio Cartagor who wrote the rule set for the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. I heard there was quite. Who was it? This may actually come out in the next episode because it may have been something that I was chatting with um, with Pete about. But I think there's quite a big crossover of um, people who are like big into the game and the Lord of the Rings yeah. game, and who then starred in the films and stuff. Yeah, with stars. Yeah, yeah. They were they were in the films the, and stuff. Uh, so the, the Perry brothers, who were the sculptors on the vast majority of the Lord of the Rings range, um, they were both in. They were both in Lord of the yeah. Rings, and actually, he, um, um, the uh, one of them, I can't remember which one, which one it is, because there's two of them, I can't remember the names, but he's, um, uh, he sculpts with a prosthetic because he lost oh. his, uh, um, he lost his arm in a, uh, in Napoleonic reenactment. They were loading a cannon and it didn't go off. They went. To che- he went to check it, and then yeah. it fired, and he lost yeah. his arm. For it. But he still, okay. you know, he still still sculpted him. Still sculpted him. Yeah, he's still he's still. I'll, I'll just uh, I'll quickly Google it now because actually, <laughs> it's just uh, 
Uh, it's just, you know, because actually go, sort of going back to the uh, uh, sort of what I was saying earlier about autism, you know, sort of this is uh, the social model of disability. You're only disabled by society. Now, obviously, yeah. this guy is, this guy has, uh, uh, this guy has lost his arm, but he's still sculpting, he's still sculpting miniatures. And actually, yeah. if you look at the most, if you look at Lord of the Rings range, most of that was sculpted by him. It's still him, yeah, yeah. sculpting him. And I think he's Crazy. still sculpting. Um, sculpting. Um, oh yeah, Alan, Alan Michael Perry. They're two, yeah, two of the uh, uh, former Citadel miniature designers and two of the most renowned and prolific sculptors for the uh, miniature wargaming hobby. They worked for Games Workshop from 1978 to 2014. Wow. So if you've got a miniature from that time, it's more than likely one of theirs. Uh, yeah. Alan and Perry, Mike, uh, Alan and Michael Perry. So yeah, uh, Michael Perry, he lost his, uh, yeah, he lost his right arm. So he was still mm. with his, with prosthetic, with his right uh, arm. They've got their own, uh, uh, they've got their own historical war games. Wow, okay. Uh, foundry. Um, I'm trying to find what they, uh, yeah, but if you yeah, if you've got a games workshop miniature from any time then, it's probably one of theirs. Mm. Yeah, and interesting. I, I think it's, 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 I, I'm wondering if they uh, actually if you look at uh, if you look at games workshop, I think they mostly they would have probably been there before, uh, just during the crossover the CAD. Oh uh, yeah, so probably speaking, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's interesting just uh, yeah. you know, looking you know, because games workshop is, is just got such a Huge history. Mm, if you look yeah. at um, um, the guy who founded it, uh, Livingston, I'm trying to remember his first name. He wrote the uh, the uh, the fighting fantasy series. Yeah. So the uh, the make your own adventures. Yeah. Once so you, uh, uh, you know, you, you, I actually went to a, uh, but he also um, after he after he sold his shares in Games Workshop, he went off and. Um, he went to well, he went to Derby and he did um, uh, the Tomb Raider series. Oh, okay, yeah. And he sort of, you know, he's, uh, you know, so he's really into. Uh, if you look, yeah, if you look at the sort of link, you wouldn't think there'd be a link between Games Workshop and Tomb Raider, but actually, that's what go. it is. Yeah, um, there, there is one. Yeah. Um, okay. But it's just really sort of interesting from that sort of perspective that people. And I went to a. Uh, uh, he did a. Uh, uh, not a lecture. But like an, an afternoon uh, okay, yeah. at um, the uh, the library in Nottingham, where actually he, he taught people how to create their own fighting fantasy uh, adventures. Oh, okay. So I, did, I did a little one of those uh, in an afternoon. That was quite fun. Um, Interesting. But yeah, um, I'm trying to. I've, got, I've gone off on complete tangent. No, no, it's fine. Tang tangents are all good. Yeah, yeah. Tangents are def definitely um, all good. But yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was. Um, about your sort of interview by dice. Is, oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Back? I, I need to, I need to, I need to, uh, I need to have a think about it. I think it's about finding the, finding the time. So I'm, yeah, yeah I'm going to, uh, I'm going to hold my hands up. So I, as I, I had summer off for my health. So I was going to yeah. the gym twice a day. I managed to lose about two stone. Nice. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling relatively good about that. I. Got far too out of shape, but actually, that was quite a nice thing to come and do on Sundays. Uh, yeah, 
I, you know what? I might, I, you know what? I'll, I'll see what I, I might do it, but I think it's because I did, I did six in a row. Yeah. And it just kind of got a bit, uh, I think I'd probably have to space it out a bit more. Yeah. As opposed to. It's a, it's a tough one because yeah. it's. And yeah, I'm, I'm, sure mostly, I'm sure this is sort of the same, same with yourself as well, because actually if you've got, if you've got competing demands, for it. Yeah. And um, how, you know, work, home, family, uh, other commitments. And it's about how do you, how do you prioritize which one to, how do you prioritize yeah. which one to do? And actually, I think because I was often actually able to do a lot of hobby time. Um, yeah. As well, sort of for my sort of, you know, mental health recovery as well. I was able to do that, but actually, the you know doing. I don't think about it. So actually, you know, I think I, I like talking to people. I actually I quite like sitting and listening to people yeah. as well, and sort of playing off the points they. That's what this podcast is. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. It kind of feels a bit, a bit, a bit weird to be in the other seat. So you know, I've done one other one for the Brush Liquor Boys, and yeah, it felt really strange. I mean, it was quite early on, but yeah, it felt really yeah, strange yeah. being asked questions rather than me sitting here and going. I'll ask a really short question and I'll let you talk for as long as possible yeah. so I don't have to. Yeah, no, that that's that makes complete sense. And I think the thing is, is it sort of stems from uh, sort of stems from my work as well. So um, yeah. from about 2018 to uh, to 2021, I, I I worked in A&E uh, assessments of people who would come through who were you know who were in mental health crisis mm, and actually. Okay. I would sit and I would listen to them, but I would also ask them the probing questions to get them to yeah. to reveal more. And actually, I thought to myself, well, actually, how can I how can I do that with the how can I do it as a hobby? Because you know we we wouldn't have necessarily a set list of questions, but there would be set stuff which we would sort of have to you know have to to get to you know have yeah. to uh, have to ask them. So you know for, for risk assessment purposes and sort of say, well, how did you you know what happened to get you here today? You know how did yeah. you, you know how did you get here? You know, and you know, but again, without sort of going to the essence, you'd have to probe people and you'd have to yeah. sort of get people to talk about that. And actually, I think you know, talking to people about a hobby is actually quite fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely, know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Getting people to share their share their knowledge, share their experiences, share the uh, the things which they like, and you know, you, you can riff off that as well. Yeah. So you know, I had a I had a lovely chat with. Um, uh, uh, Supergirl Steph about all the law yeah. in the uh, Warhammer universe, and I love the law. In fact, if I, you know, I, I ask people sort of which would they, uh, what do they, what do they prefer, um, you know, painting, gaming, law, and I love the law so much. Okay. It's just, uh, just because it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, it really is. There's so yeah. much stuff in there. If you um, read the, uh, so the, the novels are one thing, but then you know, the um, uh, have you ever read the Imperial Armor series, the Forge Orders? No, I've not. No. So they basically take um, they take they take sort of like one campaign or one event, and they go into a hell of a lot of depth. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. And the guy who used to, the guy who was was head of them uh, at the time, Alan Bly, unfortunately, no longer with us. 
uh, he yep. then start he then developed the Horus Heresy series. But I met him uh, at a couple of the uh, the Forge World Open days. Uh, they uh, back in about 20, uh, 2009, 2010, they were they were free to get into, so you didn't have to buy tickets. Okay. And, yeah, uh, and whatnot. And you, you turn up and you see all the Forge World miniatures, and you know the the, uh, the writers would be there, and you talk to them. And he's, he's very much the philosophy. His philosophy was we take a very narrow slice of the cake, but we take a very deep slice of it. Yeah. So you just you know they take one event and they go into massive amounts of depth with yeah. it. So. Um, the I think the last ones that I brought of that uh, was Imperial Armor nine and ten, which they did the uh, they did the the Badab War. So oh, yeah, yeah. who um, Hugh on Black Art, his rebellion against uh, you know the uh, um, you know um, against well no his secession it wasn't a rebellion it's it was a secession yeah. rather than a a, a, a rebellion, uh, but then it was a uh, you know. What the events were leading up to it, you know, what the impact on the, you know, thing, and then the, um, uh, one of the things which I first remember from White Dwarves I brought was the Index Astartes articles. So they talked about the, uh, the, the, the legions. Yeah. Uh, so I think the first one I, I remember getting was the, uh, uh, the one which had the world eaters in. So they went into, you know, how, how Angon was found and, you know, okay. the world eaters before the Hobbit Heresy. Uh, but then the Dab War was basically, it was a load of Index Astartes articles about, you know, not really known chapters. And, you know, obviously yeah. they linked it back into uh, the Dab War, which is written uh, in law-wise before the Hobbit Heresy even appeared on pages. Uh, okay, so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and then they... Uh, then they did that as a uh, then they did that as a lead into the whole Heresy series because yeah. they released uh, Forge World released uh, Mark Two, Mark Three, Mark Four, Mark Five, Mark Six Power Armor in resin. Yeah. Um, and you know I bought a bunch of those, made a my made my own little Blood Angels chapter using sort of <laughs> hybridized hybridized kits, which is quite nice to use. Uh, still got them somewhere actually. Um, they they look really small now because they've rescaled yes, they've, yeah, they they've, uh, they've rescaled them and they've made the bases bigger so these are all on twenty five millimeter bases. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> I found them. I found some of them the other day and took some pictures of them and I thought these look really really small and I was like oh yeah they're, they're on smaller they bases. Are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, but I love that law side of it. I love talking to people about that and sort of riffing to them about that. But also then. Yeah. As well, you know, especially if people are new, being able to sort of share. Well, actually, oh yeah, you're interested in that. You're interested. In that. Maybe I might be interested in that. That's some sort of, you know, that sort yeah. of links into to that as well. I, I, I talked to. Um, she hasn't been around on Instagram much recently. Actually, I might have to send her send her a message. Uh, Battle Force daughter. She. Um, um, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's, uh, you know, she's talking. You know, her her experience of Warhammer is, was she she's got into it in the last year, but she's into Age of Sigmar, mm. and obviously Age of Sigmar has the you know was previously the uh, in the Warhammer Old World. So I was able yeah. to say, oh yeah, you know, and, you know, and she was talking about the Raphi, uh, the dark, uh, the dark, uh, the dark elf witch yeah. queen, and I was able to say, oh yeah, she had, she had a miniature back in. Uh, 
you know, back in the old <laughs> world and, and what and sort of went down the, the discussion about that and uh I, th- I think it was unfortunately a very NSFW uh <laughs> miniature if I seem to remember correctly, but yes. it was on the back of a Pegasus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's stuff that games watch you probably wouldn't be able to get away with these days. <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, if you especially if you look at the like Juan Diaz demonettes. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting to sort of look at the, the, the sort of design evolution of things as well from there. Um and also as well the fact that it's, you know the hobby is much more the hobby is much more widespread now. I think that's all for the better. Yeah, I agree. I think being you know people being able to access it and you know, and certainly bringing out different levels of play for it. So you can, you yeah. know, un- Underworlds, for example, in Age of Sigmar, quite like that, because actually you, you buy a box of miniatures and you've got a game of it straight away. Yeah. You know, you don't have to buy a, a 2,000-point army or, you know, Warcry, for example. Yeah. If you've not played Warcry, I can fully recommend it, just because it's... Uh, it's something that I've looked at fairly recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a very... Uh, it's a bit of a rabbit hole. Uh, Warcry because they've made it basically so you can access any of the miniatures in any of the factions other than perhaps the monsters and yeah. use them as a force. So if you like, you know, if you like the, uh, you know, uh, the, I don't know, think of a faction, if you like some of the miniatures in that, you, yeah. can, you can bring them together. You know, you only need probably about 10 of them at most. Yeah. Uh, although there was one game which I had against somebody who brought twenty skeletons of a vampire. Oh. <laughs> that was yeah. Uh, yeah, that was brutal. Or was it 20, I think twenty zombies in the skeleton. Twenty zombies yeah, of a vampire. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was uh, that was that was pretty that was pretty brutal. Uh, but it plays. You know, I learned how to play it in half an hour, and it takes half an hour to play. It's yeah. just really nice. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, um, Coming back to your, to your sort of point about oh, yeah. talking to all those different yeah. people, I mean that's 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 one of the amazing things that certain I love about about this podcast is yeah. I love chatting with people and everyone's got a different story. It doesn't it almost doesn't yeah. matter how much experience they've got. Everyone's Absolutely. got a different story about yeah. it, about what got them into the hobby, what got them into like Instagram or YouTube or wherever they yeah, end up doing. Yeah. Everyone seems to have similar experiences. They might have slightly similar reasons, but they all had a different story because they yeah. were all each individual unique people. Yeah. And it's Absolutely. yeah, it's a pleasure yeah. to chat with them. Absolutely. I, I kind of I kinda of quite like that people watching side of it. Yes. And um you know, you know the, the working working in mental health, you have to be yeah. curious about people. Yeah. Because otherwise you're not going to get the best out of people. Yeah. And you're not going to help them along that sort of recovery pathway. So you have to be. You have to be interested. Actually, it's quite nice. It's quite nice to. It was quite nice to talk to people and not have that sort of pressure of I need to get this information out. About them. Yes, I just yeah. want to actually just get to know them and get yeah. to know sort of you know the, the common ground which we have. Yeah. And, you know the, the parts of the hobby which we the parts of the hobby which we like, the parts of the hobby which we maybe not not so much like. So I think you know. We can't all be positive one hundred percent of the time, and actually, I think if we don't look at potentially the, the the negative side of it, you know, the reason why people don't get on is because actually things aren't talked about, and yeah. sometimes the, the negative things which we don't talk about aren't talked about. So therefore, people just 
sit with them and it festers and then you know it then becomes an issue yeah rather than actually yeah, trying to sort of understand the other person's point of view and understand yeah. the reason why if that makes sense hobbies are a, a strange one for me when it comes to that sort mm. of stuff because there's um there's obviously a, a there's a lot of people who don't like a lot of stuff about GW yeah. and about the game and stuff like that. And my question always is is kind of well, okay, why are you in the hobby? Like, yeah. What what is it that's keeping you in the hobby? Because there must be something positive. Yeah. I, I generally try to to keep quite positive about my Instagram yeah. and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that on the podcast. I, I'm not I'm not afraid of talking about negative stuff, yeah. but at the same time, if it if it bothered me enough, I'd either yeah. try and do something about it and try and try and push to make a change yeah. that's the sort of person i am yeah or, absolutely yeah is is this killing the hobby for me I, i've always been of the opinion if it doesn't impact on the way that i do something why let it even if i don't like it yeah why let it be a thing that bothers me well yeah absolutely i've 100 agree with you in regards to that you know the i think with social media the the you know especially with instagram the unfollow button is there if you don't like something somebody's doing yeah don't have to see it you can walk on by. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. It, and I, I, I think in the, I think the problem with, you know, I think the problem with, you know, because people will complain about Games Workshop, but I think they, I think they, they forget that Games Workshop ultimately has a bottom line. I've spoken to, yeah, spoken to so many people about yeah. that. And it's, yeah, there's so much hate. There's this idea yeah. of like, oh, they're there to make money. And you're like, well, yeah. Yeah. Business. As a business, yeah, they, they, that's why they, that's why they've been able to give all of their staff members a two thousand five hundred quid bonus this year. Yeah, their business. Yeah, they make they make money. It's their job. And like you go back to sort of what the, the sort of the slightly pessimistic view potentially of like, well, if they know that models underperforming, they're not selling them. Well, maybe yeah. they'll change the rules so they do. It's like, yeah, but they're yeah. a business. If you it's think that they're yeah. then going to change the rules back again, and you don't want, you don't like that model, don't buy it. They they have to yeah I think they, I think I was listening to somebody and they, they said basically they they have to have a, a sale of about a hundred thousand units worth of produce to make a unit you know effectively viable, yeah. effectively viable or to do a production one I mean so you know there's there, I think there was lots of uh, it, might, it might be more it might be less than a hundred thousand ten thousand it's a lot it's like a, it is it is a lot. Yeah. They have to they have to know that actually what they make is going to sell because otherwise yeah. if, they, if it's not going to sell then they can put money into producing it, but then they might have to lay staff off, or then they might have to not make the next thing, or yeah. And actually, and then the hobby, and then the hobby dries up. So you know, I've, I've, I've tried to sort of because obviously when I uh, when I had a, a, a break in the hobby, three D printing really wasn't a thing. Mm, yeah, and sort of coming back into it, you know, people people are three D printing, and that's that's that's, that's you know. That's a, you know, just the skill to be able to do something like it that. It is, Design yeah, it really is. To make something and then to, to print it, it's fantastic. And I've talked to uh, talked to Forge Forge Father Loki. Forge Father, yeah. You know, he's got some really good stuff on there. And yeah. I, I had a sort of a, a, a discussion with him about it, and tried to sort of to because you know it's something which is in, in my frame of reference. Really, I'm, I'm quite happy to you know. I've, Trying to buy games workshop stuff, but also I'd love to, you know, sometimes those bits aren't there which I would like to, to make yeah. a conversion with, or to, yeah, um, you know, it'd be nice to have some, you know, a, a, a particular design on a shoulder pad, uh, yeah. for example. Um, 
but then uh, you know then you see people saying well 3d printing is going to kill games workshop and you know people are going to just well actually if 3d printing does kill games workshop then you don't have this hobby anymore yeah in regards to it so you know sort of yeah. uh, two sides of the same point in regards to it yeah it is what it is yeah yeah absolutely okay. absolutely um i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> no 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 so it's, it's... Yeah. Just random tangents, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. What we'll do though is we'll we'll move on from Warhammer, yeah. I guess, a little bit. Yeah. And we'll go, go into the sort of last section, last key section, which is kind of about real I call it real life. Yeah. Um the the first one that I have to ask, this is from Stibio and he apparently since I had my conversation we have to ask it every time. <laughs> Thanks, Stibio. What is your go to Domino's order? Oh, my go-to Domino's order. Domino's, uh, please sponsor me. I will take that sponsor. <laughs> so NHS stuff get 50% of Domino's. Oh, that's solid. Yeah. It's the, it's the one of the only advantages of, of working for them. <laughs> uh, the only advantage of working for the NHS is you get half of your Domino's features. So you can turn up and go, to be fair, I haven't, done, I haven't done that in a while. So I don't, I don't know if it's still doing it. But, uh, well, what, yeah. this is going to trigger you. You're going to talk about what your, your go-to is. And you're like, yeah, I want that. I hate to say it. But oh, it's it's the meteor. Yeah, mine's the same. Yeah. I do tailor mine slightly, so I I take off the pepperoni, the ham. Is that it? And then I put on extra like meatballs, and then I get a, get nice. a bit choicey between the extra sausage and the extra ground beef. I'm like, mm, well, it depends what mood I'm in, but yeah, meat those meatballs yeah. are incredible. The only thing which I will add to to that is is mushrooms. Okay, yeah, I'm not a big mushroom fan, but yeah. I can see why. Yeah, yeah we definitely have that, that extra bit to it. Add, the, uh, add, a bit of a, add a bit of extra texture, I think. Yeah, yeah, so I can, I can absolutely really, see why you're adding them. They don't really, I, uh, they don't really add much to the flavour of it, but actually from a sort of a textural sense of it, you know, they... Um, uh, I always think if I'd add mushrooms to everything. I've got a friend <laughs> who, uh, who, who I met from Warhammer who is... He hates mushrooms. <laughs> he, uh, so we, we always try we always whenever we send him a birthday card or whatever we always try to find something mushroom related so we, we've got a we've got a, a fun guy one nice yeah <laughs> um, at one time but uh, yeah um, so the meteor yeah. with some mushrooms yeah, yeah but what I'll do as well is I don't know whether I still do it but I, I usually tend to go with a double decadence oh uh, uh, okay I've, yeah, I've not seen that in a little while but okay is yeah it, you know, okay fair enough fair enough well, I've started to uh, start to make my own well for the health kit. Uh, do my own pizzas, but I use a um, uh, tortilla bases. Yeah, that's oh, it's quite well. It's such a quick when you've got a toddler, they are like the best things in the world because yeah. they're super quick, super easy. You just chuck stuff on it, and yeah, it's they're not they're not that unhealthy. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I, although I have to say, I think the way I do them probably is probably is quite unhealthy <laughs> because I, I tend to. Uh, uh, I tend to use two tortillas. Uh, uh, yes, put yeah. a layer, put a layer of uh, put a layer of sauce and a bit of cheese in the middle one. Yeah, and then put the softening on the uh, on the top of it from there. There, but uh, yeah. So top, most, top tip: pita bread are really good for that as well. Okay, so you can split your pita bread, yeah, yeah, yeah. chuck it with cheese uh, and tomato sauce, and then use the top of it. Yeah, pita so bread it's kind also. Of like yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. I'll have to. I'll, I'll, I'll have to. <laughs> It's it's not really pizza season at the moment, so uh, no. <laughs> so I'll, I'll bear that in mind in the new year. <laughs> the things you learn when you have when you have a toddler is how to make yeah. quick food that's not necessarily that bad, but not necessarily that good either. Yeah, that's cool. 
What's going on? Thank you for the tip, Aaron. I'll take that. I'll take that under advisement for the next uh, for the next time I do pizzas. Yeah. What's Stibio, what are, I've now now fulfilled did, his thing. But yeah, go on. What is your go-to Domino's? Oh, it's Meteor. Yeah, it has oh, to be yeah, Meteor. Yeah, like yeah, I say, yeah, 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 slightly yeah. tailored, but yeah, definitely, definitely has to be the Meteor. What's your What's your view on barbecue sauce as opposed to tomato sauce? I like it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not really. Oh God, this is going to completely split my audience. I'm not really a tomato ketchup fan. Yeah. So I will generally go with uh, a barbecue sauce as a dip for like chips anyway. Yes. So. Yeah. Good man, good man. I, I, you, 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 you already fairly high by approval ratings. Done, but that's 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 tipping it over. That's tipping it over. Um, I love that because half, the other half of my audience have just been like, "Oh my god, I'm just going to turn this off now." Yeah, I've still got to keep them inside because I want to sell them raffle tickets. <laughs> Tomato sauce is available, and people Absolutely. can yeah, like people, it. So. Can, it's it's a free world. Yeah. You know, it's classic. In fact, <laughs> the more tomato ketchup that they eat, the less I have to. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, fine by me. Absolutely. Um, what I've started to do is um, I tend to use Passata. Yeah. Um, as but there's um, there's some. I'd rather like Aldi as a supermarket supplier. Sorry. To Sorry. Uh, but they yeah. do some really nice barbecue sauces in there, and some quite thick barbecue sauces, some okay. like steakhouse ones. And actually, there's a really nice like New York steakhouse which they do, which actually works really well as, as pizza spaces. When you mix okay. it in with a little, little bit of passata, gives it Must just check about that out. yeah, gives it just about the right the right amount of tang to it. Um, but yeah, yeah, Solid. barbecue bases definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm all for barbecue yeah. bases. I'm also all for for um whatever they're called, like the white bases. So using like a garlic butter type base. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm also um, any pizza. That's why I am the shape that I am. It's because I love pizza. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think that's that's the problem. That's why that's why I'm similarly shaped. <laughs> and we and we share gym selfies. So <laughs> yes, yeah, it's just true. Yeah, we have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. Yes. I like I like food, and you know I'm ashamed about it. <laughs> and unfortunately, still... I, I, unfortunately, I live in a capitalist society, so food is readily available. <laughs> yeah, but you go to the gym, and like you said, you've lost yeah. like two stones, so you're, yeah. you're absolutely yeah, smashing. Absolutely, it. I just need to lose about another three, and I'll be uh, back to where I was nearly ten years ago. But... That's like two fifths of the way there, so that's, yeah, that's a solid yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've got. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, on that, obviously, gym is a big thing for you. Is, yeah, is there it, has become, of... it has become again, yeah, yeah a, a big thing for me. So. Um, uh, I used to do a lot of long distance running, and that was my charity sort of work in the past. I was okay. doing, uh, about ten years ago. I was doing about thirty, forty miles a week, sort of running. Wow! Um, the last half marathon I did, I did in one hour thirty-eight. But again, ten years ago, and um, I would. I think that this is one of the things again about sort of the the hobby. I think you know you compare yourself to yourself. Mm, yeah. In regards to what, what you can do, comparing yourself to other people will just leave you, you know, it, it can be, it yeah. can be inspirational and it can be, you know, you know, get you to push your skills. But if you compare yourself to somebody who's multi golden demons, yeah, you're going to end up being disappointed in what you, you do, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think the problem is, is with my, with my running, because I, I know I won't get back to the level which I was at. Um, 
that's kind of been demotivating in regards to sort yeah. of exercising because that was the main thing which I did. But actually, I've gone back to the gym and I'm now, you know, I'd, I'd periodically go and do a gym session every now and then when I was when I was running, but I wouldn't push as much weight then as yeah. I am now. So that's uh, that's it's different. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so it's that sort yeah. of swing round to it because I think you mentioned you know you did a lot of lot of sports when you were younger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to do a lot of swimming when I was younger, yeah. and that was my uh, that was my main main sport because actually, you know, I, I've worn glasses since I was five years old. So you know, getting a football to the face that was that yeah, had an impact. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. That put me off straight. That put me off straight away from that sort of team sort team sport sort of side of things. But you know, running was quite good because actually, you're again you're competing against yourself. Yeah, and you do that mile five seconds quicker next time around can you do that um and it's something you know it, 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 you know i sort of learned things then in regards to sort of running so you know whenever i go and do a half marathon what i would do is i would in the weeks and months before i was doing training i'd find out what the route is mm, yeah. and then i'd go and do mile one through six yeah. and then i'd go and do the next time i'd go do a mile uh mile four through four through eight and then you know up to up to the 13 mile it's actually then i know what it's like on the day that i'm running it yeah i'd be able to actually say well actually i need to put that much effort running up that hill I yeah need to put that you know and then sort of build it you know build it together if that makes sense yeah makes total sense i think and the thing with exercise is I, i've certainly seen is similar to you i used to mm. i mean i used to run forever i used to play football i used to play, yeah, yeah, yeah. play hockey um Age and injury is the yeah. key, the key thing for, for exercise for me. It's always that I'd love to be able to compare myself to my 10 years ago, 24 year old self who was playing five side football. Yeah. Admittedly, I, so I, I quite badly damaged my knee. I tore my yeah. uh, cartilage when I was 15. Ooh. Really, really young yeah, to do it. Yeah, it was yeah. a really, really obscure tear. So even, even now, when doctors look at it, they go, You tore that side, not that side. I think yeah. I tore like. I can't remember which side. I think that's all of the inside, where the outside is normally the one that goes. It's funny. You sh- it's funny you should say that because my sister did something very similar to her knee as well. Actually, she, um, um, I think it was the the inside of her left knee, the cartilage there. She damaged that somehow, and she, you know, she, you know, she's on crutches for ages. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It was bad. So I, in the end, they couldn't see anything on the scan. Mm. But then when I. So they were like, Look, you're 15, yeah. 16. There's obviously something not right here. Yeah, yeah. So they had, I did keyhole surgery, and they, they removed a quite quite a chunk of the cartilage that was in my knee. Nice. Okay. Graphic for people who are listening to this. Yeah, Sorry yeah, if yeah. it's too graphic. Um. So yeah, I had had a chunk of the cartilage removed, and then yeah, sort of got back to most 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 of my fitness pretty much because I was a kid. I could sort of bounce yeah, back a little yeah, bit, yeah, build yeah. up the muscle around it. But then as I felt I've got older, and uni's mm. kicked in, work's kicked mm. in, I've got less time to just go and be playing sport constantly yeah, that yeah, muscle's yeah, not yeah. there anymore um and it was only well, when was it it can't have been it, six seven years ago maybe i got diagnosed with early onset arthritis which was nice. it was almost a shoe in yeah, yeah, you have yeah. cartilage removed there's the bones yeah. are going to start to rub together so yeah, yeah um basically at the time uh i i went into this with, with ben mudge actually in the last episode hmm. Um, at the time, they were like, I, I spoke to a physio, and she was like, "So, where do you want to get to?" Yeah. And I was like, "Look, I'd really, I'd like to be getting, getting back to playing football, playing hockey." Yeah. And she was like, "Tell you what, I'll get you so you can walk up the stairs holding your daughter without your knee collapsing." I was like, "Cool, that's where my life is now." Right. 
So it's having that like, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. never look look back to me being like twenty four. Certainly can't look back yeah. to me being like twenties and be like, I can get back to that because in yeah. reality, I I'm never going to be that same person doing those same exercises. No, I I I, I, fu- I fully hear what you're saying. I fully hear what you're saying in that because what did me for the what did me for my running was shin splints. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that was you know, I, I think the problem was is that I was pounding the pavement so so much. Yeah. I hadn't realised that was a thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was a uh, yeah, and then I think also as well, work kicked in as well, doing shifts compared to actually when you're a student nurse and still doing shifts, but actually a bit more free time, a bit less responsibility. Yeah. You know, there. But also as well, you know, I, I I hear what you're saying about physio because my so the reason why I can do Warhammer is because my partner has a similarly expensive hobby. Right. Okay. She rides horses. So right, yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. So whenever, 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 I get, whenever you know, what's that purchase? What's that purchase? <laughs> how, how much does it cost to shoe your horse again? <laughs> Every yes. six weeks. Okay, yeah, yeah fair enough. Uh, but she, um, unfortunately, she, um, uh, a number of, uh, about five years ago now. Um, she came off a horse, and the horse, Ooh, okay, the horse rolled. Onto her, three quarters of a ton of horse, onto her knee. Jeez. Yeah, so that's, she that's again graphic, but she uh, there's there's three there's four ligaments in your knee. Uh, there's one which is the back, which is a crossed one. Yeah. And there's two it's, there's two at either side, and they basically said she burst the back one, um, and she she significantly damaged the other one, and then the other one was also damaged. Mm-hmm. And but they 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 didn't diagnose it properly at the time when she yeah. when she went to A and E, and they said oh it's just deep 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 uh, deep tissue damage it'll you know it'll bruise and you'll be fine in a couple of weeks time. Um, if she wasn't fine in a couple of weeks time, yeah, we went for an MRI. Yeah. We went for an MRI scan. Uh, they came back with these results, and then we got referred to a surgeon, and the surgeon said, well. Look, we, we can we can operate on it, but here's all the small prints of what could potentially go wrong with this operation. There's a so much percentage chance that you'll have to have your knee amputated as a result of the surgery. Yeah. Well, on all this stuff, and she was in bloody tears, quite and quite rightly so. I would have been. Yeah. Um, but then he said, "Well, the alternative is is you can go and have physio," and she's back riding horses again. Yeah. So you know, it just it. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. There's, yeah. there's definitely not because I mean, when when I got uh, diagnosed, I spoke to a surgeon then uh, with with early onset yeah. arthritis, and he's like, "Look, I can go in, I can clean it up. It might help, it might not." And I was like, yeah. "Cool, I'm not going to have somebody go into my knee for what might be no reason. I'll go and yeah. do physio." Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's got me back back to where I sort of am. But yeah. I guess getting back to the point was, um, I. I still compare myself to where I was, do yeah. the exact same thing as you. I go, cool, what could I lift when I was 24? Mm. And what I can lift now is probably five, ten times heavier than what I was lifting then. I was quite a, a small athletic yeah, kid, yeah, yeah, effectively, because, yeah. yeah, it was all about speed. It was That's what it was all about. Whereas now I'm like, cool, so I've not got that speed anymore, yeah. so I'm going to build strength. I'm going to do, do that yeah, sort of it. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I was very much the same in regards to... Uh... Uh, so I was. I think I, I think I got down to about uh, eighty five kilos at my at my lightest. I'm six foot three, six foot four. So yeah. it's sort of 
um, it's sort of, uh, you know, uh, it, I, I looked quite dangly, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, whereas now, because I'm about 123 kilos, I've got about 40 kilos more me, and I'm, you know, I, people say, oh, you don't look fat, but, you know, I, I can definitely compare myself to where I was 10, yeah. 14 years ago and say, well, actually, in comparison, I am. So, yeah. but there's also as well, there was muscle there and there was more bulk from that. And I just yeah. need to, you know, uh, a few too many takeaways, a few too many beers, need to lose yeah. that and um, then I'll be fine. But I'm, you know, I'm yeah. working towards it. It's, um, you know, and, you know, you, you get a bit of a, uh, I, there was a, uh, when, I was, when I was going through it, I think I, I listened to, I saw, I think it was just a video and it was, um, I can't have a bowl of Rice Krispies. And if you take one Rice Krispie out at a time, you know, that is, it's going to take a long time. But actually, yeah. once you've taken 150 Rice Krispies out, <laughs> yes. there's less there. So you just yeah. have to you just have to think, every time I go to the gym, every time I burn 500 calories or what have you, that's a Rice Krispie which is going yeah. out of the bowl. And small actually, gains, small yeah. gains, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I, mean, I was able to, you know, I was able to, you know, build up my strength and build up my stamina again over this uh, this time which I took from work. And yeah. you know, I feel more positive for it. And I'm, I'm lighter now yeah. than I'm lighter now than I have been in a good six or six or seven years. So yeah, yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks very much. How's how's your gym? How's your gym journey going? yeah it's it's tailed off quite a lot fairly recently um but yeah similar to you i it was after i'm gonna name drop again after my episode with chloe um lady kane she's obviously quite a big gym goer and it sort of i was like yeah i was already thinking i'm I'm getting my dad bored i'm I'm not doing as much i was like right cool i need to to stop i need to push so i've i pushed a lot harder into the gym. I was going to the gym a lot more, gaining a lot of muscle. But what I found was I wasn't necessarily losing a lot of fat because I still wasn't yeah. eating well. So now I've transitioned yeah. to potentially sort of a little bit less gym just because the time that I've got recently has been been yeah. awful. But I'm eating better, which has been a really key thing yeah. for me. I think the nutrition side of it is something really to which I really, I really need to consider a little bit more. It's hard. It's, yeah. yeah, it's really yeah. hard. I, I think yeah, absolutely. Because I think the thing is is that you know. One of the first experiences I had as a as a mental health nurse was working with people with eating disorders, mm, yep. and they would be constantly calorie counting and they'd be constantly yes. doing stuff. And actually, I would, I think one of the things which sort of put me off with and scared me a little bit about it was actually some of the stuff which they were doing. I was also doing, yeah. in regards to, to that, and I think I, I sort of had a, a bit of a, um, you know, a, you know, and I think part of it came down from the sort of the autistic hyper focus. Which I mentioned about, but I'd be going, yeah. I'd be going constantly. It's actually quite, I quite enjoyed it. I was quite good at it yeah. and whatnot. But actually, it came to the point where I was actually, you know, I, I remember going for a run on Christmas Day morning. Right, okay. So, yeah. uh, because I was on, a, I was on a night shift, and I thought to myself, "This is a bit much, isn't it?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I sort of just took a bit of a step back from it. It was easy to take a step back, but yeah, it's easier to take a step back when you're thin and and healthy yeah. and, and and whatnot. But then the problem is, you should take too much of a step back from it. It's really hard to get back into it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And ca- calorie counting is not something I'm doing. That's, uh, yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. It's. It, I mean, it's, I'm learning a lot from a lot of the the Warhammer fitness mm-hmm. fitness people. For me, it's, it's 
it's always been habits. I've always been yeah. bad. Like I've got, I've been hungry, so I've gone and got rather than getting something that's good for me, gone and got something that's a bit, bit more rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, it's more about getting into the habits of buying the right things, so it's not yeah. easy at reach. And so yeah, it's, rather than counting calories, it's more trying to get the habits. So yeah. break those habits of snacking and I've, snacking. I've heard about snacking. Snacking is is the, too uh, easy. Yeah, it's too easy. Um, I think the problem was as well when I was uh, when working at, at Queen's Medical Centre on the way to our office was the shop. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you go down to A&E, you go and speak to somebody for an hour. So you go back up, you get some from the shop, you yep. go back to the office. And then, you know, a bit too much coffee as well. Coffee did a, coffee's done a number on my blood pressure over the years as yep. well. I think, you know, turns out drinking two to three cups of black coffee a day since you were 19 doesn't do very, doesn't do very much good for your blood pressure. Yeah, thankfully, co- coffee and tea <laughs> never <laughs> something I got into. So, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's, good it's not been yeah. So, you know, it's about switching out, you know, switching out things which uh, which aren't too good and getting things under control that way. But again, you know, it's. I think the main thing about it is discipline. Yeah. Actually making sure you've got the, the discipline to actually, you know, these last two weeks have been a bit difficult uh, gym wise because you know it's been a bit darker it's been a bit wetter in the mornings so getting up at the same time to go to the gym hard, has yeah. been harder so you know I've not gone, I've not gone as much but I've um, I've gone and done a couple of good workout sessions these last few days and it's sort of you know it, it's given me the, the push up yeah come on Dave look get yeah. back into the routine and get back to get back to what you were doing yeah. you know because actually you know if you quit now, then you, you've wasted the, the last exactly. few months of of going on this trajectory. And exactly. yes, you know, Christmas is around the corner, so there will be that bit of overindulgence and societal, what have you. But actually, you know, you can still, you know, if I go to the gym and do do a you know do a workout, I can actually have that little bit of extra indulgence yeah. or that bit of extra mince pie, or you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, a, a, a whole chocolate orange. Perhaps. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe. absolutely. <laughs> uh, other, other orange chocolate things are available. It's <laughs> all right, I'm not the BBC. No, that's can, fine. Yeah, we can sell. Again, Terry's Chocolate Orange, if you want to sponsor me, I'm definitely open to that sponsor as well, as much as I've just talked about not snacking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Okay. A, yeah. Um, yeah, what else? Yeah. What was the question again? Oh, we're just talking about the gym. Oh, yeah, gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just talking yeah. about the gym, just, just in yeah. general, because it's a, a fun topic. I seem to talk about it every one now, because it's, it's become part of my life. But, yeah, no good. Yeah. But that was, I mean, that was kind of my last last main question anyway. I, I, have, I do have one last one. Yeah. Uh, so, if you could pick one person, and they were the only person you could play Warhammer with for the rest of time, who would it be and why? Oh, that is hard. That is hard. So he's not on Instagram, but I think it would have to be my. I think it would have to be my. uh, My friend Jack. So I met him at uni. uh, Same age as me, a couple of months younger. um, Similar size, similar builds, similar attitudes. He's. He's a. He's an engineer by trade. Uh, works in the University of Nottingham. He's a doctor there, so proper okay. doctor. You know, not an, not an honorific <laughs> doctor, as he likes yeah. to, as he as he likes to uh, as he likes to say. Uh, 
but yeah, he's uh, you know, he he he, uh, he pushes me. He you know, he's he's a great strategist. Uh, he does every now and then chase the meta. Um, <laughs> someone has to. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone has to. But uh, you know, um, the amount of games which I've had with him over the years, uh, it would probably be, it would probably definitely have to be him because you know we we. Um, It's an interesting one because I, I mentioned uh, I mentioned it right, sort of earlier about uh, when I came over to Nottingham I I, I met him I, I met my friend Rob um, and we went to Warhammer World. Now I met Jack through going to Warhammer World, but okay. Um, and then when I started at the at my first nursing job, uh, he came on a night out with us, and uh, it was for my birthday, and I was out with some colleagues. And he almost went home because he started. He uh, he almost didn't. He almost didn't come out. He almost didn't stay out because he went. Uh, he went to Weatherspoons first, and then he almost choked on a steak sandwich. Okay, but he, he, he you know he came. He, he braved out and he, he came out and he met his partner through that night out. Oh, nice! And then I met my partner through him. Oh, so cool. you know, nice. if uh, you know, it, again, it's one of those sort of small stone moments. And actually, yeah. if I hadn't, uh, if I hadn't made that move to come to go to Warhammer World and meet my friend with, with my friend, uh, yeah. my friend uh, Rob, then I wouldn't have met Jack. And if I hadn't met Jack, I wouldn't have met my partner. He wouldn't have met his partner. And you know, things would just be, you know, yeah. you look sort of back at those things and think, well, actually, maybe that is quite small, or maybe coincidental. But actually, you kind of. That butterfly you know, effect, yeah, butterfly effect, absolutely. So those uh, those small stones causing avalanches, yeah. And you know, I'm tying, you know, again, sort of tying that back into the charity stuff which I'm doing. I think you know, it's again those small stones and people just saying, "Yeah, I'll come and do that," or "I'll come and yeah. do that," or "I'll come and contribute." That can be, that can make those big changes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was it. That was my last question. No, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank no, you so, I, so much for no, coming on. That's not a problem. Thank you for, again, thank you for inviting me on. Ben, and it's quite for, right. said, let me, um, let me chat to you for the last Yeah, uh, no, it's, a, it's, a pl- it's always a pleasure yeah, to chat, yeah. chat Warhammer. So, yeah, it, yeah it's, been a, it's been a great chat. If you, are, if you are up in Nottingham at any time, give me a shout. More yeah, than happy absolutely. To, you know, more than happy to, um, you know, I live 15 minutes away from Warhammer World. So, if you want to nice. go have, you know, if you're in the area, Drop me a line. I'll come buy you a drink, and we'll just have a you know, a real person have a bit of a chat. Yeah, that sounds great to me. Yeah, and anyone that's listening, uh, I will say obviously you can go and find Dave. So uh, Dave uh, Dave Hammer Forty K. That's your Instagram, and then obviously you've got the the sort of the charity or the night charity one, which was ik dot cruk dot twenty four. Yep, that's the one. Yep. So obviously everyone everyone definitely go and go and check those out. It's really, really sort of nice to sort of see the progression of both both of the projects we talked about today, yeah. be it the, the Imperial Knights, but also the Seraphon project. Love, love me a good lizard man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really fun to see that. Um, and yeah, hopefully everyone enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, and hopefully as much as much as Dave did. Yeah, I, I did. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah, it's a real, real sort of pleasure to make these. Obviously, I'm going to do the, the standard stuff. So if you did enjoy today's show, please like subscribe review whatever whatever it is wherever you find it please please do that obviously it helps the helps the podcast and um, you're more than welcome to get in touch with me if you come and get me on on instagram so i'm uh, first round fire podcast over on instagram we've got a discord as well so you can find that over on my instagram you get it on threads loads of different places i'm happy to chat dave will attest to that he's in my my discord server yeah, good discord happy server. To chat. yeah absolutely um 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Ben. I do appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem at all. And yeah, hopefully we'll see everyone next time. Thank you for, for listening in. Bye.